0: The following is brought to you by The Social Suplex Podcast Network Network Network.
1: Yo, 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 what up This is Rocky Asuka Romero of Chaos And you are listening to Keeping It Strong Style The Ace of Podcasts
0: Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here alongside the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll be reviewing Destruction in Hiroshima and destruction in Beppu, as well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com/subscribe to sign up to get the podcasts and columns delivered directly to your email inbox. Also, make sure to check out our friends at PuroZooRoad.com. A lot of great PuroZoo content on that site, including our podcast, Keeping It Strong Style. All right, young boy. We've had two destruction shows.
1: I feel like I'm one of the best friends getting ready to I'm getting pumped up, bro.
0: Actually you're you're also a featured uh, cast, a featured uh, character.
1: I'm not your best friend,
0: but <laughs> you are my best friend. I'm saying if you were with the, the best friends, you would only be a you know, like a supporting
1: No, that character. bum that bump, Trent would have to go. It'd be all, all about me and Chucky C. E. <laughs> <laughs> Young boy and Chucky e. T. Joshua and Dustin forever.
0: <laughs> Yo,
1: um, Every time that we start the show and you're like, you're like, it's me, Jeremy, alongside the young boy. I always like want to do something right there, but then you got this flow, so you keep going. But I don't know what it is that I would actually do. Like my like natural instinct is to be like, you know. Cause I don't know what like I'm supposed to But I wanna do something there. Like I wish like a noise that like you know like, like something
0: like next week let's get that ready uh, we'll have i don't know what to do though <laughs> well you have a whole week to think about it
1: i'm not going to think i don't think about this show in the week preparing for it like <laughs> you do everything i just show up and just shout nonsense just, like just the talent the gift the star oh my god but yeah man like speaking of G Unit, before let's we'll get into this show but um you know I was. I just showered. I just came back from the gym, and as I was walking out of the shower, I was like playing some music, and I was like, "I wish in life I had like theme songs." Like, you ever experienced that? Like, where you like walk into a store, like you're walking through like the courtyard in school, and you like wish like you had theme music.
0: Dude, yeah, I would be I, at school. I would like walk in the hallways like with like a wrestler's theme in my head, like <laughs> walking in the hallway. Do, 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 do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> time to play the game. Oh, dude, how come Triple H has the greatest, like, like he's not the greatest wrestler of all time or anything like that. He's one of them, but why has he had nothing but fire theme songs his entire career? Like, literally, like, think about, like, time to play the game. My time. My, t- my time is so underrated. King of Kings. The Degeneration X theme song. Like, this yeah. guy just freaking, like, that's how he got himself over. <laughs>
0: People and and marrying Stephanie. No, people think that's what they think it was him like
1: marrying Stephanie. No, it was the theme song. Like, <laughs> he owes a lot to Jim Johnston and
0: also Motorhead. <laughs> and uh, the DX the DX band.
1: Oh man. So like Jeremy, you were you were a backyard pro wrestler, so you've had wrestling theme songs. Yeah. And you were telling me about a couple of them, like and I was actually a little shocked, guys, because <laughs> Jeremy has a proclivity. <laughs> Where he is very, he's very fond of the 2000 eras, like, like rock, like scene, like, like, what are the
0: bands you like from that era? I like Linkin Park, uh, Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, um, yeah. You know, Fall Out Boy, yep. um, 303. So I was expecting you to
1: have, like, some under-oath, like, theme song or, like, <laughs> something crazy like that. But, like, nah, you're thugging out there, right?
0: Well, my, my very first theme was Linkin Park, uh, Points of Authority. Of course. <laughs> but you, that, don't want, you don't want to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, after that, I, I decided to, you know change it up a little bit get a little bit more hood Um, for a long time I used uh, Ghostface Kill the Champ Uh,
1: that's cause you were the champ yeah let's also be clear here ladies and gentlemen that Jeremy was booking the territory
0: (laughs) 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 oh man and
1: uh, you know like some of the other guys would come to you and they'd be like, you know, I think that maybe I should have a run. You're like, that's not for you, baby. <laughs> oh
0: man, it's funny. Like, I never got labeled as a power hungry one. Uh, Leboy would always get labeled because me and Leboy would used to, they used to book together. But, I thought
1: I thought Leboy was like the fall guy, like always.
0: What he? Well, there was a time period where I was out for a little bit, uh, but me and him were still booking. But he got all the heat on the booking decisions. And so then I came back, and everybody was like, "Oh, you gotta save us!" And like I took over, like everybody thought I took over completely, and like I made all these different decisions, and like but it's all the same stuff. Like I was still like I was going over. Well, the funny thing
1: was like there so was you a- were like Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they fired you, but you were still working for the company the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's but, li- what were you gonna say? But yeah, I'll see. Yeah, Ghostface killed the champ. I came out to you, and then at one point I was running a gimmick when I was. um. We had like a, this tournament called the King of the Underground I won that and became the Majesty uh, John Juris. Oh and my I,
1: god, so you weren't <laughs> the King of the Indies You were the King of
0: the Underground yeah. like, Even lower than <laughs> That's and, uh, crazy I came out to uh, run DMC down with the King that's amazing. That is
1: amazing. Um, you know, ever since we were at, uh, in Chicago, we listened to AC Romero come out to uh, I Just Want to Use Your Love. Like, anytime I'm, like, listening to – like, I'm never going to be a pro wrestler. But an- anytime I'm listening to the radio and, like, a theme song comes up – uh, call it a theme song. Anytime, like – just a regular song comes on it but it's like iconic I'm like that would be a great theme song like <laughs> like the other day I was like sitting like in my car and like Journey came on Don't Stop Believing and I was like yes, yeah. <laughs> like don't Da, da, da. Like the crowd Would be so into it Cause they already know it You knows, know what I mean Right Like all these wrestlers Are coming out to these Crappy rock songs Or just like generic beats Generic beats And you know Whatever But like You're on the indies You're not gonna get sued Like you know what I mean Like Right
0: yeah Unless you're at, Like being filmed Or a TV deal like, I'm coming out to Prince bro
1: <laughs> I'm coming out to like Purple Rain Or some crap like that Michael
0: like, Jackson
1: Yeah bro Like come out to beat, beat it. it Yes Oh my god Like, Like yeah If you came out to beat it Like Like you don't want to be wrong. <laughs> da, da, da. Don't be a macho man. <laughs> be but like we were, uh, we were having a discussion before the show started and I like came to the conclusion that like, for me, if I was going to be a pro wrestler, m- my theme song would absolutely be Bon Jovi. Uh, what Living it? on a prayer. Living on a prayer. It's the white person, like national anthem. <laughs> like anytime you're out and just with like, doesn't matter where you're at you could be at a shop you can be at a store you can be at church you can be at the bar like a restaurant doesn't matter what facet of life you are if that song comes on white people like (laughs) they lose their crap bro they love it they're like and like i'm always like hanging out with like like Us. Us. <laughs> and like my like a lot of my black friends are just sitting there just like shaking their head and that's why like I know like Look me,
0: Rich, yeah. James. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, like for real, um Living On a Prayer would like get huge pops. Like that would be like a super indie like Dude, you could, you would get over instantly. I also thought about like Phil Collins I could feel coming in the air tonight. Yeah. Like if if you did it the right way, like that'd be a that won't be good. That'd be good. Have like the
0: fog machine. What's something you would come out to? Like something super iconic. We'll move on. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean a lot of the ones you said would be like great options. Also, like maybe like a crazy like like DMX.
1: <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Right. Like, uh. people will get hyped. Actually, you know what? Like where we live in Florida, like they would not get hype. You'd be a heel, like for- <laughs>
0: Like, if, like, Mr. Bates or, like, Snoop, uh, Snoop Strikes came out of that. Yeah, they
1: came out to that, like, you know what's hilarious is, like, we go to those Tampa Bay pro shows, and, uh, Buck Q comes out to, um, the song from WrestleMania 17. Oh, uh, My Way. My Way, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, like, it's such a hot song, but I'm always like, man, that means Buck Q's coming <laughs> Like, I get very conflicted. Feel- no, actually, he's a great worker. He's just, he's old. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, no, but, um... Let's get into these shows. Let's get into these, uh, you know, destruction shows, man.
0: Yeah, so first we had Destruction in Hiroshima. And this show... I
1: don't want to be insensitive, but that seems like a terrible name for a show to do in Hiroshima.
0: Destruction? Yeah, Yeah.
1: bro. They dropped a bomb in Hiroshima. (laughs) Like, what are we really doing? Um, But, yeah, I don't think... I don't want to cause any cultural... Issues, (laughs) Issues, <laughs> but that does seem like an insensitive, like, name, yeah, for for a pay per view in that city. I don't know, that's just me. That, like, I haven't thought about it till literally we're on the air, and I'm like, oh, ah. <laughs> it's a little iffy, yeah. If you ask me, that'd be but, like, that'd be like doing like bombing in New York, it's or, like,
0: right, you know what I'm saying, like, right?
1: I'm like, what, what, what,
0: <laughs> yeah, demolition in New York, <laughs> yeah,
1: like,
0: what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't fly, but, anyways. <laughs> Let's get into this. So
1: we started off uh, the show hot with a six-man tag action. We had the team of Kushida, Tiger Mask Four, and the Living Legend Jushin Thunder Liger taking on Rapangi, 3K, Show Yo, as well as Rocky Romero, uh, who they're now calling the Swiss Army Pocket Knife because he can do it all, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, this match was good. Yeah, I mean, it It, it was pretty standard. Um, I think that the selling point point, kind of what was interesting here was that all six of these guys were involved in the British J-Cup for Rep Pro just last week. So I think that's part of, like, the interest of the angle. Obviously, Roppongi 3K is a strong unit. And then, you know, Kushida, we're getting ready to see him at the end of this tour take on Bushi um, in the first leg of the j- junior heavyweight uh, tag tournament. Yeah. So, um, you know, a little bit of backstory. And then, you know, this to me was sort of like a uh, just a vehicle to, like, open the show hot and maybe put some shine on Kushida. Get him ready, you know? Yeah. Other than that, though, there was nothing that would, that like, stuck out to me. You know I mean? This was your standard, solid, junior, six-man tag. Nothing to complain about. But nothing really for me to... Um, you know, point out and say like, "Hey, that was remarkable," or anything at right. Nature. I mean, it was a good,
0: good little opener.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I did notice Liger was out there like showcasing guys harder than he normally does. <laughs> yes. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. Why was he Why was he the crap out of Show and Yo? Like, like, want them to realize they're still young boys, or like, what's the deal? I,
0: I guess so. And I don't. I think it was the next show where his Show ended up getting like a no a swell. His eye swole up. Oh, oh was that? I think it was, I don't think it was this show. I think it was the next show.
1: I thought he broke Umino, Umino's nose, or was that a different match?
0: Uh, yeah, Umino's nose—that was a, a different match. There was maybe it was this. There was a match where Show's eye swelled up. Okay,
1: but um, but yeah, I mean this this match was very solid, you know,
0: really good opener,
1: three star affair.
0: But I was surprised, a little bit surprised, that uh, Rocky Romero was the one that ate the pin from uh, Tiger Mask.
1: Um, I mean Rocky at this point, like, I'm not saying that they're never gonna do a run with Rocky again. I'm sure they probably will at some point. Like he's not done, done, but you know. Rocky's never been, like, the IWGP Jr. heavyweight champion. Right. You know, and they're trying to protect Show and Yo, and someone's going to take the fall. In these six-man tag matches, it's probably going to be
0: Rocky. Yeah. But I was expecting maybe Kushida to get the, the pinfall since he's in the tournament.
1: Yeah, that would have made sense to me. I thought that was kind of an interesting booking decision. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what happened. The, the, the interesting thing, though, is Rocky, to give him credit, he did get. He was doing the forever clotheslines and got cut off, and he ended up get, getting hit with the tiger driver,
0: and he kicked out it too. Right, but then he got hit with the tiger, tiger suplex, suplex, and it was which, game time. Did you
1: think that tiger suplex was weird? Like he kind of just like laid down, and Rocky just rolled over him. Like there was no, there was literally no impact to, to that tiger suplex. Yeah. Like, like you want to talk about low bridges? Like it don't get no lower. The, the dude literally just rolled backwards. And I was like, what? What happened there? But yeah, so. uh Kushida, Tiger Mask 4, and Jushin Thunder Liger pick up the win at 7 minutes and 15 seconds. And that takes us to the grudge match of the tour.
0: Yeah, bad luck Fale against Toa Hanare. Uh, You know, they've been telling this story for a while now. You know, Toa trained with Fale. They always tell that story. First day in the dojo, he came up to Fale, you know, said, I want the smoke. Fale put him down. Um, and ever since, you know, Toa's made it into New Japan, he's had run-ins with Fale. This is, what, their second one-on-one match now? Do you think that's a real story? like, what? Or, is it, is it, or is it kayfabe, like they're working us?
1: Yeah, you think it's a kayfabe story? I mean, like, think about that. You're in a, uh, I don't know, it's New Zealand, so, I mean, anything could happen. But, I mean, you go into a wrestling school and you know that it's a work and you're, you're going to fight the head dojo trailer doesn't sound that sounds like some Bruce Lee
0: like enter the dragon sort of crap to me I don't know Um, man we don't know what kind of you know school folly is running over there we really, really, you're absolutely
1: right. We have no idea what. Have you seen the school? I've seen uh, some, some like footage, and actually the ring that they wrestle on is yeah. like it's literally just some pads on the ground.
0: Ooh, they got one of them thin rings. It's not a ring. Oh, just pads.
1: It's just pads on the ground, dude. Like, if it is, it's only elevated by like an inch or so. It's very, it's very, uh, you know, old, like. It's like watching, you know, the guys train in the dungeon, like, in the... Br- <laughs> yeah. That's what it's like. They just have some ropes and, like, some posts, and I, and it's a small ring. It's, like, 12 by 12. It's tiny. Yeah. And I was like, dang, they wrestle in that? Like,
0: I don't know. But, yeah, so here, once again, uh, Hanare was killed by Fale. We had the uh, what a big lariat and the grenade for the win.
1: Yeah, so they had previously wrestled at uh, what was that? That was at the um, G1 Climax finals. Yeah, and. What was it? A minute fifty-five, I think, something like that. Something like that. Toa Hinari came out, just stormed him, and then he ended up. Was it bad luck
0: fall or was it the grenade? The, the first, first time it was the bad luck fall. They teased that here. He escaped the bad luck fall, but the grenade did him in here. Yes,
1: yeah, so this match was essentially just a prolonged,
0: and not even by much, maybe by a minute, but it was. literally, this match was about a minute longer.
1: The one, the one criticism I have about it, I don't have a problem with the story, but here's my one criticism. Toa Hinari when he storms him in the very 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 beginning he looks great and then he runs out of ideas you <laughs> literally can see the guy like wondering what do i do next and he looks lost um, and you don't want to see a, if you want if you you have like a hot baby face attacking a guy you don't want to see him blow up or get lost in that moment, and then just start resorting to kicks and chops. You know what I mean? Right. That was my only major complaint. There's not much. I mean, this was a two-minute 54 match, and you know, bad luck Folly just basically hit him with the grenade, and it, it was one, two, three. It did it did what it needed to do to tell the story that they're trying to tell. What that story is, I still don't really know. Um, but I mean, you know, Hanare kind of had a similar series with Ishii earlier in the year. Right and then they put him in with Balak Fale. Um, Do you think that there's still... Rumblings of the idea that Hanare may eventually join the firing squad, especially with them like recruiting.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have been speculating this this is what this whole rivalry is about like Hanare proving his toughness. And I could see that happening again. We don't have no idea for sure, but yeah, Bullet Club OG, they are recruiting. Um, Toa has trained under Fale, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did end up having Toa join. I mean, it would kind of make sense and fit in with their whole background. I would like to see him
1: join. A faction. It, the, the, you know, that firing squad might be like, a, you know, OG Bullet Club might be a good one for him, actually. But I'd like to see him hold on to, I know we've criticized his, like, attire and stuff over the past year. But I'm at the point now where I'm fine with it. I yeah. would like to see him maintain some of that, uh, like, New Zealander, like, gimmick.
0: Yeah. But like evil, right? More serious. <laughs>
1: like yeah, like like you know maybe he has like the black camel skins and like white face paint and like you know maybe like a take on the tribal war paint that God wears. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That'd be kind of cool to me. Um, yeah, I mean who knows? He could kind of become
0: like the baby enforcer of the group. Yeah, I don't know. But for some uh, reason the first thing, thing that came to my mind was Umaga.
1: Yes, that's the exact vibe I'm thinking of, like an Umaga vibe. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know how to say it, but that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, not like Evil Tatanka. right? Not like, not like Corporation Tataka. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like Umaga. Yeah, that would be. I feel like that would do a lot of good for him.
0: Yeah, that would yeah, be cool.
1: But um, who knows if that's what they're doing? They might just be jobbing the dude because they don't have anything <laughs> for him to do. I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, so uh, Hanare. the pin and we move on to the third match of the night Uh, the return of killer elite squad and they took on the team of Michael Elgin and Ayato Yoshida and I just want to start off by saying my hats and my hands are off to killer elite squad because for the first time in like what maybe over a year maybe longer no one got a spat on.
0: Yes, that's the first thing I oh noticed. Oh my god! As soon as they got into the ring, I was like, Oh my god, Archer's not spitting on anybody.
1: Yeah. What do you think that's about?
0: Maybe it's a part of um, Harold uh, Harold May's like new Bro. like policies. That's what I was literally when I saw that they
1: weren't spitting on people. I thought like that it might have something to do with Harold May. Like the um you know the commentary team is trying to like sell it like these guys have been gone for five months and they're angry and they're they're not playing games. But I was like. Spitting on the crowd was a game?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Archer looked like he was having fun with that. Archer l- loves it. Dude. <laughs> like, he loves it.
1: And I think I think Davey Boy loves it, too. So, at least it's water that Davey Boy's, like, spilling on the fans and not, like, hot cups of coffee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Dave, uh, Davey Boy's like, I got an idea.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, so Killer Elite Squad came out. And, um,
0: yeah, they look serious, man. They yeah. look serious. Uh, Davey Boy Smith, he's wearing his... Uh uh, the the uh, gear similar to uh, Teddy Hart The, the entrance attire they're, they're teaming up in MLW he, now he, he,
1: Bro he never like Gives a crap about what he's wearing Like when it comes to Killer Elite Squad I'm like are these guys going to get on the same page and, like, <laughs> Even when they'll both be wearing jeans And like archers are all tattered And like you know Day boy just bought his. (laughs) They're like tapered and cuffed at the bottom, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then, like, then he'll be like, you know what? I'm just gonna wear the bulldog attire. And I'm like, what?
0: Right, and now he's wearing his uh, new Heart Foundation gear. I liked when
1: they first started tagging, and and Archer wore the black tights, and then he wore the black trunks, and they kind of like coordinated. I like when tag teams coordinate. Yeah, so do I. I'm I'm a big fan of that. I'm a I'm an '80s like you know tag team wrestling mark. I like when the guys you can tell that like like I like best friends because. When they're not tagging, they have variations, right? But when they tag, they were they always coordinate. Yeah, I love that. But uh, yes, yeah, so they took on Elgin and Yoshida. What would you think about this match, Jeremy?
0: You know, I thought it was a solid tag match. I thought Killer Elite Squad looked really good. Uh, you know, we haven't seen them in action in New Japan. What, said about five months. So I thought um, I was happy they were back. They looked pretty good. Um, Yoshida. Also looked good as well. Uh, so did Elgin. I mean, everybody looked good in this match. And was saw a saw tag match. Clearly, the whole point of this match was to reintroduce Killer Elite Squad, get them over, and get you thinking that they could be potential number one contenders for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Titles.
1: Yeah, and with that being said, let's talk about that for a second. So you want to talk about your mixed matches and things like that. Um, I know that the Young Bucks are... You know, undoubtedly, probably the greatest tag team going today and one of the all time greats when it comes to tag team wrestling. However, dude, them and Killer Elite Squad is such a huge size differential, like way bigger than any other that they're going to run into in New Japan at this current time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember a time watching the Young Bucks that they've ever wrestled. A team that big. I'm not saying that they, I'm not like casting doubt on whether they can or can't, but just from a. Um, the standpoint of like That picture Yeah Cause they've been undersized Against guys who are way Way undersized Compared to KES You know what I mean Um
0: What do you think That's gonna do Like I don't know I mean I, I really wanna see the match And we We've kind of talked about some past shows like we want to see Killer Elite Squad versus Young Bucks I think that match would be really great and I think that's what they're building towards for
1: me that was kind of more like a speculative thing but now that it's a reality I'm like there's a part of like that wrestling fan of me that's kind of like scared for the Young Bucks I'm like (laughs) I don't know they could beat I know that you know they could probably beat them like whatever but like think about it, bro it's like the Rock and Roll Express or it's like the rockers taking on like the Twin Towers it's like (laughs) oh my god like that size differential is crazy it's like, I'm taking on Demolition. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Killer Elite Squad, I mean, they're one of the largest tag teams in the game. Like, so, um, and they they look like they're heating them. They've been heating them up for a while. Right. Uh, even though they've been gone for about five months, before they left, they,
0: they were, were winning.
1: They were winning. Yeah. And they had just beaten, I think, uh... Ishii and uh, Yano,
0: because yeah, because remember we questioned that because yeah. Ishii and Yano, they were getting built up, and then all of a sudden Kes comes in and like just beats them. Uh, but yeah, Kes uh, got the win here with the killer bomb on Yoshida.
1: Any thoughts about Elgin and Yoshida tagging together? That choice. What do you, what do you think about that?
0: Um, well, you know, Elgin always seems to get paired up with um, young boys or guys like Yoshida. Or like a David Finley, or kind of the lower lower card kind of guys. Um, and when you see that happens, you know, obviously Elgin's team's taking the L, yeah. Um, yeah, it just kind of shows you where again, where they kind of view Yosh- Yoshida.
1: Yeah, there's people that were talking about Yoshida online and kind of questioning, you know, the fact that he has come in, and it seems sort of what I'd been asking like where does he where does he stand in the right. company and someone had pointed out and I thought this was worth mentioning they're like you know he's been working main events and working prolonged matches for a while so even though he is young, you know what I mean? He—it's not like he's just an opening act the way that like, right. a young lion is. So yeah, because he's a K-Dojo product. So and this essentially is like a tryout for him. So it's not like he's full. I mean, he could be signed. We don't know,
0: but like right. And we kind of speculated about this last week. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he's been kind of like all over the card. In as far as card placement, so so to me, it's sort of like a
1: tryout to see, you know, they they must be behind him though, because I mean, they're featuring him quite a bit. Um, I don't think they would do that if they didn't have any sort of plans or intentions for him, but uh, right. I think he's an impressive, he's impressive, yeah, man. yeah, like he really, really is. Um, so yeah, I hope to see more of him, but yeah, KES, they look. Nine minutes, killer bomb. Killer bomb. And then uh, after the match, they were, like, wrecking young boys.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure they, uh, he, ch- uh, Archer slam Narita, I think it was. Was that on the outside or was that in the ring? Uh, they did something on the outside where I was like, oh, that's really nasty. Yeah. I can't remember who it was on the outside. But I'm pretty sure Narita got choke slam inside.
1: And then that takes us to the next match of the night. Will, uh, the team of chaos. So Will Ospreay. Trent Beretta, Chucky e. T taking on Kota Ibushi, Yujiro Takahashi and Chase Owens.
0: Yeah, so this was another, you know, good six-man tag and once again for me the highlight in this match was you know the interactions between Ibushi and Will Ospreay yeah and they just keep teasing that they're teasing us taunting us with that match
1: cause they know we want it <clears throat> so badly yes we
0: want it so bad and <laughs> dude this needs to be a Wrestle the match hmm does it? I mean, I don't know.
1: Like for me, like that that would be pretty amazing, but at the same time I'm like, well I'm, well that would be quite a that would be quite a uh jump for Osprey. Not just... I don't want to say jump, like, a reward. Obviously, he's having one of the, the best years of the juniors. You know, we, we've we been talking all year about, you know, wrestler of the year honors with this guy. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, what a way to reward him if they decide to do that. My only thing is I'm just still thinking about the whole Golden Lovers storyline. And, and where
0: that's... Where
1: that's exactly. Going. Plus, at the same time, it's like... You know, Ibushi's the kind of guy where, from a creative standpoint, he might want to do that. But also, at the same time, I... I fully anticipate him being involved in some sort of title angle of some sort. True, and I just don't see that with Will Osprey. But now that you've said it, I'm like, well, you know, Abushi might just want to do that, like because that match would be like freaking incredible
0: in the Tokyo Dome. Oh my gosh, Can you imagine what those two would do in the dome in the big match.
1: Give them 15 minutes, 16, 17 minutes. Oh my they'd gosh. kill it. So, yeah, I mean, um, but I don't know. I mean, we're in what? We're in freaking September. I mean, January is a long way away, so I don't know if they're going to hold off something like that. You know, this could just be one of those little breadcrumbs that they throw at us now, and then a year from now or two years from now, it gets paid off. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff they do. So, um, hard to say, but, yeah, I mean, every time I've seen Osprey and, and Ibushi interact, it's just,
0: it's magic. Yeah. And then it was great seeing best friends back in New Japan. Yeah.
1: I mean, everyone's all, all excited about Trent being back, but I'm like, well, what about
0: Chucky e. T? The Kentucky gentleman. What about the Kentucky gentleman, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Did you see that tweet that he posted about missing Bola? Yeah, he was like, I'm so sad I'm missing Bola. Uh, I don't get to see William Regal looking out behind the curtain thinking <laughs> he's seen like the worst wrestler of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um yeah, Chuck E.T.'s got the best tweets, man yeah, like, dude. He's hilarious But yeah, I mean, um, best friends and Will Ospreay taking on Now, one thing that I thought was interesting was um, You had mentioned last week about how fed up Ibushi seemed with the whole Bullet Club thing Yeah and they kind of were playing into that a little bit, seemed like in this match where Yujiro and Chase were like cheating a bit.
0: And they were trying to get Ibushi to cheat and Ibushi was like, nah.
1: Yeah, he wasn't with he wasn't yeah. with it, man. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. What do you what did you think when you saw that?
0: Yeah, once again I, can, I think it's playing into this whole, you know, Kenny and Coda storyline. I think it's playing into the split. I think little by little, Koda's gonna keep getting frustrated with being involved with the Bullet Club elite. And I think it's gonna get to a point where he's like, Kenny, like we're either golden lovers or nah. Like, I'm not being a part of the Bullet Club elite. Like, you need to be with them or be with me.
1: Hey, and I'm all with that because I, am like, the whole time... This is going back to New Japan Cup, dude. Yeah. We're going back to March. And I remember the first time on that tour when I was like, they got Ibushi teaming with the Bullet Club? That sounds
0: so. I know, you're weird. like, this is weird. Like, why? Yeah. It's
1: been weird. Like, and as much as I like to joke around and say how much I like Chase and Ibushi as a team, um, it's kind of more just like a facetious sort of thing. Like, but I mean, Ibushi to me is like the ultimate white hat. And seeing him team with, you know, Ujiro and Chase is just, it's still weird to
0: me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sure that's building into that boiling point where Bushi's going to be like, I can't do this anymore.
1: As far as the match, though, I mean, this was actually one of the best matches on the the card. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I thought it was a better six-man tag than, say, the opener for sure. And if you think about it, um, almost everybody in here was at one point a very accomplished junior. Yeah. Trent, Osprey. Abushi, Takahashi, Chase—the only one who wasn't is Chucky e. T. And he still wrestles that style. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. I mean, you had a great mix of talent in this match, and it—it it was very entertaining. I thought.
0: Yeah, and the chaos team got to win with the Strong Zero, which is the Dude Buster Double Stomp combo.
1: That's funny because I remember in the past that they named it the Strong Zero, but during the post match interview, they like said that they didn't know what the name. Of they it forgot. Was. Did <laughs> they forget that they I, named it Strong Zero? I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I hit, he's like, I jumped on his butt. He hit him with the Trap Buster. And he's like, I, uh, it's not the Trap Buster. I'm the Dude Buster. He's like, we we got a name for it. We don't have a name for it. We're, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, like It's the strong zero, dude. You guys named this like, like in December,
0: yeah. Obviously, <laughs> it was a while ago, it was yeah, like cl- 10 months ago, yeah. Clearly, they forgot about that, but yeah, they hit the strong zero. These
1: guys are out there doing some late night cardio or something,
0: you know? <laughs> uh, on the streets of Rapongi, yeah, like. hanging out with uh, juice, yeah, man. I don't uh, know, but yeah, they get the win here, and uh, of course, it was more continuation of Osprey wanting a Bushi.
1: My biggest uh, Criticism. I would like to see Ujiro take more of these falls. Stop, stop jobbing Chase, okay? Stop jobbing my boy. Like we all know, Ujiro's not going anywhere. He's not gonna be like in the G1. He's not gonna have a title reign. Chase still got. He's still going places, okay? Chase is on the case. Like stop jobbing this dude. He's better than
0: Ujiro. Hashtag save Chase. Sa- hashtag save Chase. <laughs> oh man. So, up next, we had the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match with the champions Tama Tonga, Tangaloa, and Taiji Ishimori defending against the team of Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Riske Taguchi.
1: So... You know, we got a lot of, like, shenanigans with Taguchi Japan. Taguchi was in there wearing a rugby helmet.
0: And rugby, like, jersey. Yeah,
1: like, calm plays, stuff like that. But for me, this match never really took off. I mean, it was perfectly fine,
0: um, but it never really got out of, like, first gear or anything like that. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of your basic... Team Toguchi Japan kind of match Where they're kind of doing The hip attack stuff And like the You know The running the play corner spots And stuff like that And then
1: Tama's doing the stuff he does Ishimori's in there Just being like incredible um, Just making like Tama and, and he doesn't make Tama And uh, Tangaloa look good Right he just looks so good that they're, like, they're just there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's, like, in there, like, making, like, raising their stock. He's in there raising his, his stock.
0: own stock, yeah.
1: It's it's crazy how amazing Taiji Ishimori really is. But, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, you know, obviously we've got, uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed is on the horizon. What, that's at the end of the
0: month? So, uh, September 30th. So... You know,
1: the story there with Tamatanga and Tangaloa, they're getting ready to challenge against the Young Bucks, so I didn't anticipate that, there'd be, that they'd be dropping these belts here to, to Gucci Japan, although yeah.
0: they, they easily could, could have. have. Yeah, but yeah, I was expecting them to retain, which they did when Tangaloa hit the ape shit on David Finley, yeah. and they got the win there.
1: So, you know, it was what it was. Uh that's pretty much it
0: (laughs) yeah so then we had more six-man tag action with the chaos team of hiroki goto Toroyano, and ghetto taking on the suzuki-gun trio of taichi Iska, and kanemaru
1: yeah so this sucked
0: yeah (laughs) absolute dud um yeah man it just it sucked it's what you expect suzuki-gun brawling Coriano comedy, ghetto cheating comedy.
1: I mean, we we've been saying this. We've been seeing iterations of this all throughout the uh, the road two shows, and obviously, if you are a listener of this show, you know we're not fans of you know Izuka. We're not big fans of Kanamaru. Kanamaru, Taiichi still has plenty to criticize. Godo is spotty. Even though Godo can have a five star match any given night, <laughs> yeah. He wrestles to the level of his competition and it's not a cliched thing that they just say for story. Like it's the truth. True. Yeah. Like, you know. Um and then, you know, Gato's Gato, man Like, at this point in his career And Toriano is, com- you know, comedy wrestler I'm sad to see wrestler Toriano go
0: Yeah, man, Shooteriano was my One of my favorite things of the G1 this summer It literally
1: man. was one of my favorite things this whole Dude, year
0: I popped for literally every belly to belly <laughs>
1: For me, like when we talk about like fighting Spirit awards, like the, shooter Yano is gonna shooter be Shooter a- Yano like is is a candidate.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> you, you show me something more inspiring than him trying to, like, trying to do fair play
0: okay um, redeem his school.
1: So I mean, if you would have seen this on paper and you listen to the show, you know we wouldn't have been big fans of it and I don't know too many. New Japan fans that would have been, like, super into this.
0: Yeah, plus, so this match ends with DQ, Taichi. Yeah. Uh, hits uh, Goto with the mic stand, beats him down.
1: Now, I get it. There's people that probably are listening to this, and they're like, well, you guys don't get it. They're they're trying to build up Taichi and heat him up for the match with, with Goto. It's like, nah, I, I get it. Yeah, I don't care, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just, it's whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm not really, I'm not feeling this. I'm not into it. I'm not with the smoke, you know? Yeah. So, but, you know, they did a if their job was to try to build up the Goto and uh, Taichi match, I guess that's the way that they did it. Uh, it, Again, we talked about this all throughout the, um, what's it called? The Road to Shows, how to me, of all the title matches, this was the one with the worst build. And this just kind of parlayed into that
0: again. Yeah, this did not make me want to see that title match at all.
1: Maybe we're being little babies. I don't know. You know, that is part of Taiichi's thing. Like, he's a real heel, and he does stuff to make you not like him. And right. So, but it's also at a point where it's like, well, I, I also want to be entertained by what you're doing. Like, I don't want to actually dislike watching you work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? So, I mean, but this is whatever. I, I wouldn't even give this rating. To me, this is just a dud. Yeah. There's nothing... Yeah. And if I was going to start giving it ratings, we're going to start going into, like... Negative. Negatives? Yeah. star. I don't know. It's not good. it's not. I mean, and and it was an 11-minute match. There was a lot to kind of judge off of. It wasn't good. Um, Was this the night when Isaka started attacking announcers, or was that the next night? That was the next night. night. Okay. Okay. So, um, that brings us to the next match of the night. uh, The team of LIJ, Tatuya Naito, Sonata, Evil, and Bushi taking on... Suzuki-Gun, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Takamichinoku, and Desperado.
0: And again, this is much of what we've been seeing this whole Destruction Tour, including the Road 2 shows. Uh, Surprise, surprise, Suzuki-Gun jump at the start. These guys are brawling all over the place. Obviously, the focus is on Naito and Suzuki. They're out there uh, brawling. But I gotta say, man, Suzuki murdered Naito yeah, in this match. Yeah, he, he brutally beat him. Yeah, he did. Had him choked out, was hanging him with a sleeper on the ropes. Yeah. Women were crying. Um at Naito just getting wrecked.
1: Yeah, um, this was one of the worst like uh beatings. I mean, you know, we saw this guy get left as a bloody pulp by Jericho. And I felt way more sympathy in in this interaction. There was no yeah. blood involved, but it was yeah. so much more vicious than that, you know, quote unquote, the, the two attacks from Jericho this past year, taking nothing away from them. I'm not even criticizing them. I thought they were good angles. Yeah. But this was awesome. Yeah. Um, also... I was a little surprised because we got suit Naito. He came out with the yeah. came out with the suit. I was expecting to see like a good performance, like you know, considering that it was a destruction show. I was like, oh, you know, he's ready to go. Uh, we didn't really get that. Like he got destroyed in this match.
0: Yeah, he got wrecked. And How
1: about the stuff with Evil and Zack Sabre Jr.? I think that's worth uh, making mention of. Yeah,
0: so it looks like they're building towards a Evil-Zack Sabre one-on-one match at some point.
1: Doesn't it feel like that is something that should center around like the IC title for some weird reason? Or the Never title? Something. Yeah. It just feels like... That feels like a big match to me. Yeah, me too, and that's kind of weird. I mean, they've never had a singles match before. Right, because so. they've
0: uh, been in opposite blocks in G1 the past two years and yeah they just haven't crossed paths in one-on-one match so yeah looks like they're setting that up
1: Um, yeah and I mean they had a lot of comments for each other after the matches and um, so yeah I mean clearly they're building to something between those two guys what exactly it is I don't know but I feel like that's something we're going to get on King of Pro Wrestling for some reason
0: yeah could be um, and uh, Lij ends up getting the win here. They did. Uh, Sonata and Evil hit the Magic Killer on Takamichi Nohu. But the main story of this was Naito or Suzuki leaving Naito for dead. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, so t- Talk about that. What happened at the end of the match there? So uh, Suzuki and Naito were on the floor. Suzuki was pretty much had. He had like a choke, a could choke yeah. on uh, Naito. Yeah. Obviously, the referee is paying attention to the action in the ring. So the whole time the match is finishing, Naito, Suzuki's choking out Naito. After the match is over, he's still choking out Naito. Um, the referees and young boys can't get him off. You know, and finally he lets go, leaves Naito for dead. Like I mentioned earlier, women are crying, weeping at the sight of Naito's like lifeless body. Yeah. Eventually, he comes to. They're trying to get him to the back. They're trying to get him on a stretcher. He, ref- he refuses a stretcher.
1: Yeah, it was it was some scary stuff, um, honestly. And I mean, you know, watching wrestling, I I really appreciate a great post match angle like that. And I mean, like they had me a little bit like like. Not that I thought it was real. <laughs> Not that I thought, like, this dude, like, re- like had brain damage. But at the same time, I was like, dude, um, are they going to like stretcher off like
0: Tetsuya Naito tonight they did a great job of getting sympathy simpy for uh, Naito they got some
1: simpy on (laughs) Naito but they really correct me if I'm wrong they brought up stretcher and everything right
0: yeah Yeah, and he he refused to go on he was face down I thought I thought they were
1: I thought they were doing a stretcher job I was like oh my god you know what I kind of thought they might do for half well then this is stupid. So you know, some sometimes guys, if you listen to the show, you know that I'm stupid. But um, for a half second, I thought that they're gonna not do the match the next, like they're gonna stretch him.
0: Oh, and, and postpone the match.
1: To King, But then I, but then like I only thought about it for a half second. I was like, oh my god, are they even gonna do this match? And then I was like, wait, it's the main event. Of course they're gonna do it. <laughs> You're an idiot. You even have a title match tomorrow, so of yeah. course they're gonna do it. But yeah, he uh, he ended up walking off. Um, I think did he? He had like uh, Lij kind of help support him to walk out,
0: right? Was it L.I.J. or was it Young Boys? I can't remember right now. I don't think it was the Young probably, Boys. Probably L.I.J., yeah.
1: So, yep. Yeah, um, speaking of which, like, why, uh, I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but why, would, why were his boys letting him get, like, you know, choked until he literally had brain damage? Like, what, what was that about?
0: Because, dude, L.I.J., we've talked about it before. <laughs> they are the worst when it comes to backing up Naito. They will literally stand there and watch that man get jumped. Why are
1: they letting this dude get wrecked, like, every night? Like, I don't understand. Like, people talk about—people want to blame Gato and, you know, New Japan Office and conspiracies. They want to blame, like, Okada's reign. But let's start at the basics. Let's look at LIJ. These dudes are never there when this guy
0: gets attacked. Like, dude, LIJ and Chaos. They're the worst (laughs) at supporting their stablemates. mates.
1: (laughs) Well, Chaos is more recent, but, like, L.I.J. has a, like, measurable and demonstrable track history of, like, not backing up Naito. It's like, what the heck's going on? Like, my God. Uh, Speaking of Chaos, they were in... One of these days, when L.I.J., like, turns on him, which, you know, at some point will probably... Something like that will probably happen if history, you know, proves true. And I'm just going to look back and be like, well, they never had his back to begin (laughs) with. Right. Why y'all surprised? Like, you know...
0: But uh, yeah, so mentioned chaos. They were in the next matchup, represented by Okada, Yoshihashi, and Jay White, and they were taking on the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi, Togi Makabe, and Tomioka Hanma. Um, obviously, the story of this match was building towards Tanahashi and Okada. Uh, coming up this Sunday for the shot at the Tokyo Dome but you know what's interesting it's that's really not the story I know match. I would say there was also more that was like one part of one part of the story of this match the other story of this match, obviously Jay White has been fighting for control of chaos and with him beating Okada in the G1, he feels like he should be the leader of Chaos. And actually like Yoshihashi was the center of a lot of the story of this match. You have and That's Jay- why this match was terrible. <laughs> that's why this match is getting negative stars for me. <laughs> so you had you had Jay White trying to get, you know, Yoshihashi to like listen to him. And take his lead we've also had a comment from Tanahashi saying he wants Yoshihashi to leave chaos he wants to kind of like get Yoshihashi yeah get him under his wing and you know train him up and so obviously Okada
1: listen I, I love the ace okay but he's he's losing it dude like <laughs> it, this dude's telling me he sees potential like you know you told me you saw potential in Ibushi okay I see that but you want to tell me you see potential in, in Yoshihashi, like, yeah, just get ready because I'm going to start ch- Go ace. And when I say go ace, I'm talking about the real ace. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, when I did that Tanahashi rant, like after he like beat Ibushi and like people were like, wow, you really love Tanahashi. And I was like, I guess I do. But yeah, my loyalty only goes so far. You start supporting Yoshihashi and we're going to have beef. <laughs> gonna totally invalid that moment when he pointed pointed at me in uh, New, Orleans. New Orleans that's over that's ancient history
0: start rolling with Yoshihashi so. hey man maybe the ace can work a miracle
1: no we can't no one can work a miracle it's Yoshihashi come on like
0: no I'm just playing like but anyway so yeah so what were you saying so yeah so we saw a lot of miscommunication between the chaos team here. Nothing but miscommunication. Yeah.
1: And manipulation. A lot of a lot of the times where Jay White was tagging, in, it was only in situations where it benefited him, right, at the detriment of his stablemates.
0: Right. Um, and so it came down to where um, Okada, well, Yoshihashi was like holding Tanahashi. Okada runs to like boot Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi moves, he boots Yoshihashi, and uh, Tanahashi cradles Yoshihashi for the win. So then obviously Yoshihashi is pissed at Okada for kicking him in the face. I,
1: thought, I thought it was great at the end where he like uh, was at the commentary saying, Well you couldn't see, it, but you could hear the audio. He's like, what happened? Oh yeah, Jay White was like, What happened? what happened? What happened? What happened to <laughs> Yoshihashi? What happened? And Kevin's like, and Kevin's, like oh, oh. Kevin's like, he's like, he got booted and he was like, Okada kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it was inadvertent, it was not intentional. Okada kicked Yoshihashi. He's like, Jay, it wasn't, it was unintentional. And like, Jay White starts losing his crap. And yeah. I was like, this is, you know, for all the criticisms, and I feel like we're always defending Jay White, but like, dude, like, this is a dude who was like a, a generic young lion, like, just not even that long ago. Yeah. For them to have like these compelling moments and stories all year, I mean, he's not my favorite wrestler or anything like that, but I, I thought that was great. Like, just how
0: like slimy this dude is dude yeah he's the master manipulator he's trying to use this to separate you know Yoshihashi from Okada and take over Chaos Um, and we know at the end of this you know Yoshihashi he's mad at Okada He's kind of like staring at Okada and Tanahashi staring at him. So it's kind of that, see that, that's kind of struggle for Yoshihashi, the struggle with chaos. When
1: when the match first started, they were supposed to, it seemed like we were going to get Okada and Tanahashi to start things off. And like Jay White made him go in the corner and he like basically said to him, he's like, I beat you in the G1. Yeah. Uh, why should you start? Well, like, why are, why are you the leader? And I'm like, woo. Heat. And, yeah, so, I mean, like, dude, this literally is, we're, we're going to get to a point where we get some sort of confrontation or match between Jay White and Okada. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable. So, I mean, that's definitely going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was, as far as, like, you know, doing a job telling a story. This was good, man. Yeah. Really good. Um, this was like the anti uh, six-man tag that we saw with Goto and like... And, uh, and Taichi? The Chaos Azuki Goon match. Yeah, this was like the anti that. This was really good. I mean, it wasn't like blow away like in ring, but as far as storytelling, like it was really good. The other thing too is that it casts a lot of doubt on what's going on with Chaos, what's going on with Okada, where's his head at? Tanahashi is playing it up. Like, it's good stuff. Also, before we move on, Hanma. Um, it's interesting how, like, we kind of been, we've been saying, like, we're, like, Hanma's not fully there, kind of worried, mm-hmm. and, like, they've been kind of, like, relaying the same thing on commentary, being like, yeah, he's, like, not confident out there, and he's said so, he knows that he's not.
0: Yeah, and a lot of his backstage, uh, promos, he mentions, like, he doesn't feel like he's all there and stuff like that. I
1: part of me like has to feel like it's not just a work like there that that there there's a lot of truth to that so yeah. keep our eyes on that like you know keep our eyes on that I, I I hope he does get back to full health and you know full you know capabilities and all that but like I'm every time I see him out there man I'm nervous yeah dude nervous 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 but uh that's gonna bring us to the main oh.
0: yes the I W G P heavyweight championship match the I. W-G-P. W-G-P The champion, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, taking on the stone pit bull Tomohiro Ishii. The Japanese best bout machine. <laughs> <laughs> These guys before this match were 2-2 two two yes. in their overall uh, matches against each other.
1: All four matches that they've had have been at the level where you could consider the match of the year level contenders. So... Yeah. I mean, high, high, high expectations
0: here. Obviously, the most recent being the G1 match that they had this year with Ishii defeating Omega, which got him this title match here.
1: And that's my favorite match they've ever had, I think.
0: Yeah. I think.
1: I don't know. I really love the the G1 in San Francisco match for the US title.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, the tournament from love, the very first. I love it. Be- yes, yeah.
1: Love it, love it. But, uh, yeah, and uh, Bushi was out here seconding Omega, which, you know. Well, he ended up going on commentary. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. right. My bad. What am I even saying? You're right. He did go to commentary.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought he was second in, too, but yeah, he ended up just going, going over to the commentary. Uh, crack journalism here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this. Surprise, surprise, this was another excellent matchup between these two guys. I, I don't think it's their best match. I would honestly say this is probably quote unquote the worst match, maybe out of the out of the five matches they've had. But once again, this was a way above this is above four stars. I was like four and a half on this. For in-ring action, it
1: probably is like you said, the worst match of the of the five match series they've had, I would say so. Um, not to say it didn't have its moments or that it wasn't great because this a great match, right, it's excellent. I mean, you know, four and a half stars. Yeah. Right? How are you going to complain about that? Right. Um, we're so spoiled. I mean, we've had some five star <laughs> matches. So this match is great. But in terms of like the atmosphere, the story, the prestige of the IWGP title, the backstory, you know, from the G one. Um, I would put this on the same level as, like, their first two encounters from last year during the, uh, you know, the New Japan Cup and then the uh, the, the rematch. I forget where they wrestled. Um, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I don't remember right now either. To be
1: honest. But uh, I would put it, like, around the same level as that. Just, just for those, the importance of, of this match But but as far as like The action and, and the story Or you know The actual action I would say It was probably the, the weakest match They've had And that's really Really saying something Because I mean This match was incredible man I yes. was They had me popping I was actually uh, At work Watching this With my headphones on And I was like oh, <coughs> And like One of my coworkers. She looks over her desk, she's like, You okay over there? I'm like, don't worry about it.
0: You want to smoke? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, I was popping too. Dude the You were pretty- popping, huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this
1: match made you pop, right?
0: <laughs> uh this segment brought to you by Blue Chew. No, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Alright there? <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> but uh dude, the double foot stomp spot.
1: We need someone to uh, make a compilation of all our Blue Chew like uh, shout-outs and like ha- like have it like compiled and sent off to Blue Chew and like I'm ready
0: to sell out bro.
1: I'm ready to sell
0: out. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but yeah the, the, the table's the table spot. Omega puts each of you on the table. Out, on the outside of the railing, yeah. goes to the top and jumps over into the double foot stomp. What did you think he was gonna do there? At first, I, maybe you know he does that 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 uh, springboard. Uh, usually, it's like a springboard crossbody like, over the railing, like
1: what he's done to Naito in the past.
0: Right. Right. So I thought maybe he's gonna do like a springboard splash, maybe. But then he went to the top. He didn't even go for a springboard. He went to the top. No, he, he did a springboard. Was it a springboard? Yeah, he did a I thought, Okay, I thought it was just from the top. That's what made it crazy.
1: He did a springboard. Bro. Yeah. Um, same thing. I was thinking, I thought he was going to do like a flip maybe onto him. Yeah. Like a senton. Yeah. But it just like, it didn't seem right because they didn't pull the railing back far enough. And I was like, this doesn't, what, yeah. is, he, I was, what is he about to do? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> I, I really did not think he was doing like a, a, a double foot stomp. Mm-hmm. Um and when he did that, like I, I was like, oh my god, these guys are freaking nuts. Like, bro, e really trusts Kenny Omega because he's let him do some crazy table spots on him over the past, you know, two years. Like, yeah. My God (laughs) Um, Um, But this match was just, man, it was just so, so, so great Yeah, lots of callbacks
0: to their previous matches, a lot of counters
1: The beginning was really good where Kenny was kind of focused in on the neck And I thought Kevin Kelly And, oh, by the way, before we move on Who's the new guy? Who is this guy?
0: So, uh, hold on, let me get the pronunciation of his uh, last name correctly here I know he just followed us on Twitter. Yeah, he he knows what's up. He knows what's up. He's with the smoke. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, his name's Mark. Hold on, let me grab his last name here. Uh, Mark Waziska? War- 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 oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Warszewska. Where's that? Warszewska. We don't know, bro. We're still. We still came and pronounced present. You know Harold's name right?
0: Right, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently this guy he he commented oh. for. Uh, Hi, Mark. <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for Do- Dojo Pro TV. Um, this is honestly the first time I've heard heard about him or heard his commentary. From,
1: well, from what they were saying, I think. Dojo and I, Correct me if I'm wrong I think Dojo Pro TV Is like the Work that they're doing With the LA Dojo And I think he's done Some stuff for The uh For the website With like Rocky And stuff like that Yeah Oh do, no 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 Dojo Pro is that Crappy TV show Right That uh That it's,
0: it's on Amazon Prime And Fight TV Caleb
1: Baldwin's always Telling me I need to watch it And he's like Trying to sell it Like it's the greatest Thing ever But it sounds crappy To me It might be good Who knows If you, if you guys are listeners And you like the show Give us a shout out tell us about it but but, you know Caleb's trying to get me to watch Impact and I still don't watch it so uh, (laughs) so like I'm not and I know that Impact's great so you think I'm gonna watch Dojo Pro at at Caleb's like you know request nah
0: (laughs) but no yeah um, what did you think of of him on these shows like I thought he was very knowledgeable he sounded prepared but I don't know something about him was kind of off for me it was kind of off it
1: seemed like though was he commenting no this is the first night he was commenting yeah I think the second night he did better I think yeah. the second night, he was a little more fluid, a little more comfortable. And I also thought as the show progressed, he got more comfortable. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was, like, very forced. And I was like, who is this dude? Where's freaking Don Callis?
0: <laughs> where's Rocky?
1: Yeah. I was like, where's Rocky? Where, where's Chris Charlton? Where's Joshua Smith? Like, <laughs> why, why aren't they commenting? Right. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I'm not going to bury him. I actually thought that, like you said, he did seem very prepared. Like, that was one thing I, I didn't take note of was, like, he's done a lot of
0: research to Yeah, he, he knew the backstory and all the matches on the wrestlers. He knew the moves. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, do you think Don Kells is done, or what do you think the deal
1: is? Or do you think they just brought this guy in because they need someone? Um, uh, well, I think is they, this is a trial. Like, what is Well, this? they need
0: somebody because Rocky was wrestling, so... Um, I know in the past they they usually bring them on afterwards. Yeah, Rocky comes out afterwards. Like. But for whatever reason they didn't hear um, Don Cows They had they had um, the Impact tapings in Mexico. Oh, that, that's right. That weekend. So it's getting harder and harder for Don Cows to get over here with with such a, an important role with Impact Wrestling, especially with them doing. Um, out of the country tapings So his appearances have been Limited to the big shows I mean we might not see Don Callis again until Wrestle Kingdom
1: He'll probably be there for King Pro Wrestling I'm pretty sure that's a big show
0: Yeah well we don't know what's going on with Impact If they have a taping or somewhere I mean Well yeah he did miss the G1 Finals so right. He be totally I mean, right Impact they tape a lot in Canada Now they're doing Mexico um, They're planning on taping in the UK at some point
1: Did you feel like Kevin Kelly was burying him? I felt like he was throwing some real digs at at Don Callis on commentary and not like in a playful manner. Maybe I'm just misinterpreting this. I'm not trying to like start something like don't don't anyone like tweet and be like
0: dirt sheets. Young boy Joshua (laughs) (laughs) Smith says Kevin
1: Kelly. But it it did seem kind of like he was criticizing him for maybe not showing up. I don't know. I don't. That's just what it sounded like. to me. I don't know. Did you pick up
0: on that? To me, I thought it was just their story, like playful banter. I mean, yeah. they're always taking shots at each other. And I don't
1: know. For some reason, it came off as different than that to me. Yeah. I don't know. Don, I don't know.
0: Don Castle's is always like burying his friends on on a killing the or yeah, killing the town. Uh,
1: well, so, if 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 it turns out that he's like done or something or didn't live up to his, uh, you know end of the bargain or something then we'll look back to this episode and be like yeah Josh was the person <laughs> he, he, he caught it first but uh, yeah no but um, going back to the match uh, they I thought that both of these guys talking about Kevin Kelly and then Mark they did a great job really expounding on the idea that like Kenny was targeting the neck and that was like the base of the story But then eventually it kind of devolved into the strikes and the V-triggers and the elbows and the knee, you know. Lariats. The headbutts. Yes.
0: This match turned into a war. Dude, I popped for um, Ishii doing the V-trigger. That was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did that to Bushi
1: as well, right? Yeah.
0: Did he do a V-trigger during their match during the G1? No, I don't think he did. But he definitely did. he did, he did the gunpoint to the head and then bam hit that man with the v trigger.
1: Wow, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I also like the point where uh, Kenny point did the uh, pointed the gun at him and he like stood up and he like I was like oh that's like that's an awesome picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might even be a picture of this week's episode. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, um, this match was awesome, man. German suplexes, standard suplexes, like these guys. Not to mention the uh, the spot that you that you kind of uh, mentioned the uh, the outside coup de grâle, like, right? Which is um, great.
0: Ishi, Ishi's uh, Frankensteiner from the top rope. Yeah, the Ishi Steiner, bro, was awesome.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm
0: really popped for that.
1: Um, yeah, this match had me. Had me just really like. I mean, what more can you ask for? And then, um, at one point, like, I thought Kenny was trying to go they, he started teasing, like, he was gonna go for, um, like a J driller off the top row. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what are they, these dudes are crazy, bro? Like, what is thankfully he didn't, <laughs> but um, at the same time, in a way, my only real criticism of the match is that this was like a greatest hits, yeah. Not to say it wasn't entirely derivative. I'm not saying that. But it was a lot of the things that we've seen them do on a lesser level. Right. And in other matches, a lot of their matches have gotten to that higher, higher level. I think part of it, one thing I noticed was that it didn't... I mean, Kenny never got hit with the... uh, brainbuster. With the brainbuster and it didn't seem like there's very many points where he was going to get hit with it. And yes, he was getting killed with lariats and he was getting killed with big moves. But I never really believed that he was going to get pin- like beat. Yeah. And that was one of the things that kind of took me out of the match a little bit.
0: Well, I think Majority of people, I think, in the back of their heads, was like, there's no way Ishii's beating Kenny. And with all the work they're doing with this Kenny and Tanahashi story, I mean, it's so clear that like, that's the Wrestle Kingdom main event.
1: That's true. However, many times in the past, I've thought that Ishii wasn't going to win, and either he did, or they're just such great workers that they've gotten me to the point where, like, I'm like, screw it. Let's go Ishii, come on. <laughs> yeah. And it never got to that point for me. Like to me it they did an incredible Now, I'm not saying they made Ishii look weak. That's not what I'm saying. He looked very very strong, very competent, incredible challenger, but it they they weren't catching me with them false finishes in this match. Yeah. Not the way they did like even the Pentagon match a few weeks ago, like they had me thinking he beat Kenny. Um I'm not n- not every match needs that. But this match probably could have benefited a little bit more from some of that. And that was one thing that kind of uh, drew it back for me. Um, that being said, the crowd in Hiroshima
0: was... They were into this match. They,
1: not only were they into it, they wanted Ishi- they wanted to see Ishii win.
0: Like, yeah.
1: they were... That was a pro-Ishii One thing
0: I've noticed with New Japan crowds is that they seem to um, support the underdog a lot in their matches... Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, even regardless of whether the guy is like, a face or a heel, um, they'll want to, you know, support the guy who's an underdog, and that's, that was a case here in this uh, Omega-Ishii match. They were—sure, um, they might have thought that Omega was going to win the match, but— They were big behind Ishii, anytime Ishii got a near fall, um, they were cheering Ishii and they really wanted to see uh, Ishii win the IWGP Championship and go into Wrestle Kingdom with this title.
1: yeah, I mean, absolutely, and part of that, too, is, you know, any any wrestling crowd is going to want to see a title change and be part of history. Right. And, you know, I mean, we've seen Ishii. We were there in New Orleans when he beat Zack When well, he Saber.
0: won the, uh, the Rev Pro, the Undisputed British title, yeah. yeah.
1: That was an awesome moment. So, I mean, you you as a fan, you want to be part of stuff like that. But uh, do you think that, because um, they brought this up on the commentary, like, and it was also, you know, mentioned in, during the VTR, like the disparaging comments that Kenny had made about uh, Ishii and, like, the way he was kind of playing with him in the matches leading up to this and, like, the stuff about the, you know, about the Japanese wrestlers. Do you think any of that plays into the public perception in a town like Hiroshima when they're watching a match like this?
0: They could. It, it, It could. They definitely put it in the VTR for a reason. Yeah. So... I definitely think they wanted people to get behind Ishii. Yeah.
1: Well, this match, um, you know, going into the finish, basically... uh you know, Omega fought back. He ends up uh, hitting a, a tombstone, gets an incredible near fall. That was one thing they did great at the end of this match was eat the, the closing
0: sequence where Omega's just killing Ishii, and Ishii's kicking out of every everything. Beat. Yeah, he freaking kicked out at one.
1: Yep. Omega ends up dropping his knee pad, hits a jumping V trigger. He he actually went so fast and so hard. He went over the top rope and spilled out to the floor, which I don't think I've ever seen him do that off a of V trigger. Yeah. Um, Kids back in, hits him with another V-Trigger. Ishii kicks out at one, which was nuts. Um, The J-Driller follows for Omega. Ishii kicks out, hits him with the V-Trigger, one-winged angel, and that finishes it. And Kenny Omega, still your
0: IWGP heavyweight champion. 30 minutes and 50 seconds. Great, great, great match. Excellent match. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, Post-match, Ibushi comes back to the ring. He straps on the title on Omega. Uh, Kenny cuts a post-match promo. He says he thinks maybe people think he's a champ, he's the best, he's the strongest, but the truth is he's only here because of Abushi. He said anytime, any place, and reminds Abushi that they share a promise.
1: They share a promise, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what promise is that exactly? You think? <sighs> Who knows? Speaking of wrestler theme songs, because I'm not a huge fan of the Golden Lovers theme song, anyways, I think that these guys should start coming out to The Promise by one Rome. The
0: Promise? You. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh my God. That would be like, if they start, like, we might as well just, like, close the show with that, because that song's freaking <laughs> awesome. Like, oh man. Things are going to, we're, we're going to stop using, like, wrestlers themes at the end of the show. We're going to start playing, like, really niche 80s, like, new wave music. <laughs> show's gonna get very weird <laughs> but um yeah so that's gonna do it for destruction in hiroshima and then three nights later uh, we're actually recording and if you're listening to the show obviously we did not drop it on tuesday we want to give ourselves enough time to uh watch destruction Bebu, which was monday night yeah we're recording on tuesday and uh give us some time to kind of digest it because this was a rough show
0: yeah, man, this was not the greatest show. It's definitely not a show of the year contender.
1: You know, and the thing is, in all fairness, the Destruction Tour historically is not, like, known to have blow shows. It just isn't. So, I mean, we're kind of in that in-between time, you know, between the G1, King of Pro Wrestling, you hope to get something great. You hope that you get like some really good entertaining matches and stuff. But you kind of—it's destruction. You kind of know what you're getting. It's—it's it's a B level, you know, in between pay-per-view tour. That's what it yeah. is. Um, one thing I want to mention, and we had both uh, shared this sentiment: as great as that Kenny Omega and Ishii match was. I'm still higher on the tag team match from the Road 2 show. The
0: yes, week. the Golden Lovers against Ishii and Will Ospreay.
1: Did not see that coming.
0: Did not see that coming. That match was awesome.
1: I know it was, but I thought, like, I, I, first, I mean, first off, I love tag team wrestling, but, I mean, anytime you get Kenny and Ishii in a singles match for, you know, the IWGP title, I, I'm of course I'm going to think that's going to be... Better. Match of the month material, you know what I mean? Match of the year material, you know? But um man that tag team match that tag team match was really something. Yes, that tag match was fire. Like I need to rewatch it now because I am higher on that match than I was on the main event of, of you know Destruction Hiroshima.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. To, me, to me that tag match is like match of the or month of the match of the month contender.
1: It, oh it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely 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 is. So um and especially after everything we saw on this show it absolutely is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so, yeah, but like-
1: you know we got Tanahashi and Okada around the corner, I'm sure what those those guys are going to oh, kill it
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but this show kicked off we have uh, Tenzan Kojima and Suji going against Nagata, Nakanishi and Yuomura opening six man tag action here, oh, oh my god the New Japan dads, they're back <laughs> I got some heat last year, yeah night. dude, I got some heat dude, you
1: did man oh man But I'll leave that in the past. But uh, you know, the New Japan dads are back, right where they belong in the opener. Why are you not? Why are you just smiling and not even saying anything? Oh my
0: god. Uh... I'm a douche. I'm, I'm letting you get the heat on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? So, I, we'll get into it for a second. So, like, Mr. ACP, one of our longtime listeners, and I mean, I get flack from him all the time, and most of <laughs> the time it's deservedly so. So, I mean, I'm not even going to, like, sit here and say I'm wrong. Like, I'm, I'm right all the time. I mean, like, he usually has great points. Um, I did get some heat about the fact that I said I didn't want to see these guys' main event, and he brought a bunch of great points. You know, he, he was like, hey, these guys. You know, they open matches most of the time. They help the Young Lions and, you know, they do the training and they're legends and all that sort of stuff. And I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. But then at the same time, I just had to think back, like, I hated that match <laughs> so much. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll I do. You know what? He was right. I probably shouldn't have. uh been so harsh on the new Japan dads, but at the same time I'm like, dude, Nakanishi and Tenzan are shot. Like I feel bad yeah, watching, I feel bad watching them wrestle. Yeah. Not even like I oh, I'm like, oh I hate watching them. I feel bad, dude. They look off they're a shell of their former selves, yeah. Well, I mean Nakanishi's the same basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um you know with that being said though, like I do want to say in my defense on last week's episode, I did say that I was delirious with exhaustion, and if I had any bad takes, to disregard them. And Mr. ACp felt the need. Mr. AP,
0: ACp was like, "Nah, bump that. Get, get the get the smoke, boy." He said, like, "Get these hands. I'm not finished with you, young boy." Yeah, yeah, I thought
1: I thought we were done, and he was like, "I ain't done with you, young boy. Not by a long shot."
0: Oh. Um, Oh my God! But yeah, this was a you know solid opening matchup. The continued rivalry between Amora and Suji in this matchup. This
1: is some Dave Finley and uh, Jay White level stuff right here, man.
0: Yeah, and uh, return of Kojima to a big show, um, and the team, the Goddess team, ended up getting the win here with uh, Nagata hitting an Exploder and a Nagata Lock onto. Um, Gotta go lock onto Suji.
1: Yeah, I think you were a little surprised by that. You were you were thinking Umar was gonna take the loss, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean you know, Kojima's back. I figured they're gonna keep the momentum going, give Kojima another win here. Have nah. him hit Have him hit the uh, Western Lariat. Nah, on dude, he had meal. his moment. Bread Club's done, dude. Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the the funny
1: thing is, like, it seems like you're higher on suji than i am and i'm higher on you more than you are but you're the amateur wrestler
0: dude i was i was higher on you more if you listen back to the previous episode in the archives yeah, i me and you were on the same page of you more and we thought suji was you know all right but dude suji has come a long way you're right you're right. he's you know bigger he's in better shape He's, 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 he's bigger. He's huge. He's a Yeah, Just look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and, uh, dude, his wrestling has gotten so much better. He actually looks like he knows what he's doing in there. I think that's part of the thing is that,
1: like, he's putting the pieces together, and you can see his development. Whereas, like, Umura is about, he, he's definitely better, but he's, it's not like he's made these marked strives to be better than he was when he first started. With that being said, though, I am a mark for you Morris Wrestling. He yeah, so he's so smooth, man. Yeah.
0: He's so smooth. But yeah, i just been really impressed with uh, Suji's... This charisma? Is his, his improvement.
1: You like his charisma,
0: bro. <laughs> you like his ring presence Yeah, you like. And, uh, but, yeah. But yeah, kind of like... And this, this is a point that was actually made In the next match Which was uh, David Finley and Ren Narita Against Toa Hanare and Shota Umino During that match Kevin Kelly was talking about He was actually more impressed With Narita at this point than Umino Because Umino has Umino has always been good And it's been like kind of like the standout Of this class of young lions But Narita has gotten so much better And shown so much improvement Dude
1: I've been on the Narita train since I saw him
0: in the, the freaking looking, uh, the, young, the young the young lions. lions yeah, I was
1: like, how's this guy got no points? He's the best one out there. I, I, I liked him better than Kawato. I liked him though. I liked him when when we first started. I was all about Oka and Narita. Like, those are my dogs. Like, yes. I love those two dudes. Narita's awesome, man. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got that, like, punchable face. Like, he kind of reminds me of his face, like, Taichi's face. Like, you just hate him. Yeah. But he's so good, man. Narita has gotten really, really, really good. And I would probably agree with that. I think Umino, I think Umino, I'll, I'll okay, I'll disagree a little bit with Kevin Kelly. I don't think Umino's always been good. Personally, I just don't. I wasn't that impressed with him until they started showcasing him after Kawato left. Yeah. Prior to Kawato, I was never really that impressed with Umino. He's, He's actually, to me, improved more Right. The Narita. I've always thought Narita was... Now, Narita's definitely got better, but I've always thought he was great, and I've always thought he was better
0: than Umino, and I still think he is. Well, I think U- Umino, he gets more talk, though. Even though, yes, we, we if you watch the matches, you can see that Narita has always been the better wrestler. Narita's better than him. But Umino has... they also he's gotten more of a push. Yeah. He's been more of the talk of, you know... He's been featured in these matches with, you know, the New Japan Dads more. Or he's gotten the spotlight one-on-one matches on, like, the Young Line. Do, do you
1: think uh, Kevin Kelly talking up Narita is like him kind of like trying to like give him the rub a little bit, you know, give him I, some shine? I think so. Yeah. yeah, Narita's great. I think he's better than Umino personally. I mean, taking nothing away from Umino, Umino's really good too. But I just I think in right now, out of the current crop of young lines that are still here, to me, Narita's the best. Yeah, he just that's my opinion. Um, and I'm man. When do you think? Uh, Yagi's coming back. I kind of miss Yagi. What happened? He? I got injured. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had yeah. A concussion, didn't he? Or did he? Or, or was it? He like broke his. Uh, was it orbital? Some, n- no, no, I think it was his arm. Like He's his. Like... One of those two things. Either he got. Uh, I can't remember. I
0: think he might have broke his. Uh, his, forearm? his forearm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I have. I haven't heard any updates on Yagi since he got injured. Yagi
1: alert.
0: We need a we, we, we have a Yagi alert, Kanemitsu alert, Fitamora
1: Kitamura, like where are these young boys are dying out here. <laughs> crazy.
0: These streets are rough, man. But yeah, I mean this match the short, solid, um, you know, <laughs> It just it seemed like a, it seemed kind of like I don't know a little bit of comedy a little bit with Finley with the whole C block trophy stuff, um,
1: yeah. So what was the deal? The C block trophy broke and now it's fixed. Like what's the deal with that?
0: Yeah apparently yeah apparently it's it was broken he fixed it and he's apparently this was supposed to be a C block defense. And he's going to defend How this. does that work? Well, I mean, he won it in a tag match, so, you, you know, whoever got the pinfall, you know, wins the trophy. And he said he's willing to defend this in any, any type of match, Who anywhere. Would want- Who would-
1: you know what that's like? That's like the uh, the lineal championship. Yeah. You know? Like, guys talk about, like, well, the lineal WWE champion. It's like, well, it is not real. It's like the C-Block trophy is like a gag gift. It's like, that's <laughs> kind of sad that, like. Uh, freaking, you know, we're always talking about Dave Finley getting a push, and, and, like, he's trying to get himself over by, like, he he has no ideas. He's like, well, I'll just carry the C-Block trophy around and, like, like get that going. It's like, no, it's a joke, dude. Like, you don't want to, I would not want to be associated with it or, like, be trying to get over. I'm not sure that anyone in, like, New Japan is like, hey, you really need to get this C-Block trophy over. Like, yeah. I don't even know if they even know that they, that they were doing that. It's all, like, an English like, yeah, thing, you know what I mean? Like, Harold, my might find out about this crap and be like, "Hey, you
0: need to look. <laughs> like I don't know." Yeah, cut I, that out, pal. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but um, but Finley does get the win here. He he gets the stunner on um, Umino, and Finley and Narita pick up the win here. And this was the match where Umino's nose was busted open.
1: Yeah, what happened there? It looked like his nose
0: broke. Yeah, strong I style, dude. Yeah.
1: Well, anyways, that takes us to the next match of the night, one that everyone was looking
0: for. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> dude, I can't believe they did this to us in the Iska one-on-one match. I think it's <sighs> literally been like years since we've seen Iska in a one-on-one match. Dude, this was horrible. Iska versus Yoshida one-on-one.
1: Bro, one of, okay, one of these days, Jeremy, I'm going to show you uh, the Tri-State Wrestling Show with, uh, with I think it's Joel Ger- uh, Gerhart, I forget his name. Um, I'm gonna show you the Iska versus Owen Hart match from that show. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you're literally gonna be blown away. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the, the, the old Iska stuff apparently when he was good. Well, yeah. I mean, they got a
1: match on the network. Oh, oh, oh. Him, him and Tatsumi Fujinami taking on the Steiner brothers yeah, in WCW, but he just literally gets murdered the whole time.
0: But yeah, this this match was trash. I mean, Esca comes out here doing the wild man gimmick. Um, during the match, he runs over to Kevin Kelly. He makes Kevin Kelly remove his mask. He tries to bite Kevin Kelly.
1: Yeah, well, Kevin Kelly like fell over like yeah. What the heck?
0: <laughs> um, gets in the ring. You know, the same Isuka wild Wildman stuff The biting, he pulls the rope out To choke Yoshida Gets the Iron Claw Attacks Yoshida with the Iron Claw Ref calls for the DQ
1: so, I think this is a, one of those things where, like, how we were talking about that they're testing out Yoshida. I mean, what bigger test than to, like, put him out there with, like, Iska?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I just, I don't know if I would have done it on this show. Maybe you save that for a house show. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't a, a
0: non televised yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, so Yoshida wins by DQ, picks up his first uh, singles victory here in New Japan. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> d- 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 yeah, I
1: don't know. Um so that yeah, that happened and I'm gonna forget that that ever occurred and yes. move on also, with my
0: life. Yeah, so move right on. Next we had Will Osprey. We're put that in a
1: little box and I'm gonna just never talk about that. We're just gonna <laughs> put that behind us, you know? Yeah. Um so Will Osprey, Rocky Romero, Show and Yo, you got the Rapungi 3K featuring Will Ospreay. Taking on the team of J- Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask Four, Kushida,
0: and Ryosuke
1: Taguchi.
0: Yeah, all four of these guys were in the uh, British J Cup recently in Rev Pro, uh, or all eight of them. Uh, Everybody except for Will Osprey was, and um, I don't think was.
1: Yeah, Tiger Mask wasn't in it. All of them were except for Will Osprey.
0: Gotcha. Um, so yeah I mean once again this was another you know good six man tag match eight man or so, yeah eight-man tag match um, for some reason I thought Rocky was a manager but yeah it was eight-man tag um, I mean nothing special about it you know Osprey was great show and yo were great Kushida was great a lot of comedy from Deguchi you know, Liger had his moments, dude. Uh, he had a big showte on Osprey. Osprey sold the crap out of it. Did like a shooting start. He's pretty much shooting start himself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, which is interesting considering Liger invented that move. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, came down to the finish here uh, with uh, Tiger Mask uh, once again on Rocky Romero. He hit a Tiger Driver. Rocky kicked out, and then he hit a Tombstone and got the win over Rocky. This is the match where Sho's eye was busted open. Yeah. It's eye was swung up after the match here. Yeah.
1: So that happened. Uh, that and Then that brings us to um, a match that actually has some... Now, before we move on, why isn't Kushida getting the wins in these matches?
0: Yeah, that's what I was confused about in the previous uh, match in Hiroshima and also this match. But why
1: are they heating up Tiger Mask for a run? Like,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's so weird. Yeah, Tiger Mask is not in this tournament. Like, he has no big matches coming up. Like, Kushida should be, you know, tapped.
1: Speaking of which, there was one thing I thought was interesting. Uh, we were kind of wondering, like, what Bushi was doing being involved in this junior tag tournament. Uh, I guess the retraction that we have to place, because we were kind of wondering, like, what were what yeah,
0: the Yeah, they did a great job explaining why, why these four were picked. They were the four previous IWGP junior heavyweight champions. Yes. Before uh, Hiromu so that's why they picked those four
1: which makes sense now that they said that, I'm like oh, okay I get it I yeah. get it now yeah okay so that that now we don't look like idiots wondering about this crap <laughs> yeah Um. so yeah so this match actually had some real world implications we got the uh, tag team of the best friends Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T taking on the Killer Elite Squad Smith and Archer which uh, we've actually seen the, the last time that these two teams wrestled was in the
0: World uh, Tag World Tag League yeah
1: which I think Beretta and Chucky T got the win in, uh, during the tag
0: league, if I remember correctly. I believe they did as well. Um, yeah, I'll take that, a look. That, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was like during our first couple episodes when we were covering that. My uh, my mind's a steely trap, though. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought KES looked good here again. I thought Best Friends looked good here. You know, this was actually, once again, one of the better matches on this card. I thought it was match of the night, honestly. Yeah, yeah. and clearly, uh, once again, they are heating up Killer Elite Squad. Um, KES got the win here with the Killer Bomb on Beretta.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, um, you know, the, the Best Friends had a really good tag league, and then it did seem like they were getting ready to prepare them for maybe a title challenge in the future or kind of have them in the mix. And then obviously with Trent getting injured, that kind of never happened. But, you know, with the notoriety of them being an established tag team, they've they've got a good track record, good history. Um, this wasn't just some random thrown together team for Killer Elite Squad to just kind of go through. This is a, a real tag team. And, uh, yeah, that's exactly
0: what KES did. They they went right through these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they they're, they are facing each other again on Sunday. So I guess we'll see if are they going fifty fifty or are they going full go with this Kes push. I if if I'm. I'm man. I'm going to say KS okay, yes, wins again.
1: Yeah. That just seems to be what they do a lot of times. If there's not a title involved that they're going to hot potato, a lot of times when they just do these matches on these tours, even on televised tours, for whatever reason, it's not going to be a 50-50 thing in most cases. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but um, maybe maybe they do do 50-50, and then maybe they have to have a, you know, a rubber match down yeah. the road. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm, if, if I'm guessing, I'm guessing that KES is going to pick up the win there and move on.
0: Yeah. So, next we had six-man tag action with Suzuki Goon, represented by Zack Sabre Jr., Kanamaru, and El Desperado, taking on the LIJ team of Evil, Sonata, and Bushi.
1: And I was wrong. Uh, KES actually beat them during the tag league. So, okay. take that back. <laughs> <laughs> so, KES has
0: been running through these guys. Uh, that, I do remember that match being good, and I thought it was better than this match, by the way. The the World Tag League match? The, the World Tag League match, yeah.
1: Because, yeah. I mean, you know, Beretta and Chucky Teague are really good foils for Killer Elite Squad, just because they're, they're great, like, you know, babyface and peril tag teams when they need to be,
0: you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this six-man tag here with uh, Suzuki Goon and LIJ... Um this was a good match. I mean, LIJ we always talk about how well LIJ works together. I thought they had some great tandem moves throughout this match. I found it interesting with two juniors on the Suzuki-gun side. I was thinking LIJ had this in the books, but it was the Suzuki Goon team that got the win here. Yeah, but they
1: had the Pro Wrestling Master.
0: Yes, they had <laughs> yeah, they had the Pro Wrestling Master, the Submission Master, the Master of the Zack Driver, ZSJ. It was Zack Sabre time, and Zack Saber countered everything is evil into a jackknife cradle, got the win. Evil was shook after this match yeah they
1: did a really good job having uh, Evil just like play up how how upset he was and how shook he was Zach and uh tak are just having a great time on the outside you know just being like heels that are just like you know making fun of him and you know jaw jacking and doing what they do and Evil's just super
0: upset yeah the uh, well, thing was like Evil was so confident towards the end of the match he's like Yeah, I got him I'm gonna hit this everything is evil yeah. I'm gonna celebrate do my rock style promos in the back but nah Sabre reversed him he got caught Sonata and Bushi just
1: left him alone. They could tell he was, like, really pissed. They didn't even, like, bother. Uh, I won't be surprised if we hear more about this, like, from Chris Charlton's, like, uh, translations. Yeah. You know, with and, Tokyo uh, Sport, that sort know, of You S- uh,
0: know, Sabre, with his promos, uh, hating on Halloween, he's like, he's just the fuck. it's Halloween. Halloween's rubbish. <laughs> yes, That's funny. Yeah, Sabre hates Halloween. And uh, Saber hates everything, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because everything is evil, <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think Taka in the promo was like, everything is not evil.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, though? Here's the thing about that the best heels are heels that mix in truth, and that is true. Everything is not actually evil, like,
0: <laughs> there, like there are some good stuff in this world. That's
1: a true statement. Not everything is evil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, once again they're they're doing something here with Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Where are they paying it off? King of Pro Wrestling Power Struggle. Are
1: they, are they having a singles match next card?
0: At uh, Destruction. At Destruction. And
1: Co- this is Kobe, right? The next. We one. would look stupid if they're having a match at, at Destruction Kobe, but I don't remember them mentioning that. I'll look up the card.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that being an advertised match, but it's been a while since we looked over the whole card, so. If if they are having a match, yeah, yeah, then I do feel dumb. Yeah, but, like
1: we're sitting here like speculating. Like I've listened to other podcasts, I've done that sort of thing, and you're like just listening the whole time. You're like, you stupid idiots. Like, yeah, they're about to. Well, when do you think they're gonna pay this off? Uh, the next show, idiot.
0: <laughs> you, you freaking marks.
1: No, but um, yeah, I'm pulling it up. Just our internet sucking tonight.
0: Yeah, it's been real, real weird tonight. Something's,
1: something, something's not right in the force here in the Strong Style Studios.
0: <laughs> but anyways, let's move on to okay. the next match. So we had the Chaos team of Okada, Toriyano, and Yoshihashi, and Jay White eight man tag here taking on the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, The great bash heel of Togi Makabe and Honma and the U.S. champ Juice Robinson. So once again, we still have, um, you know, Chaos is uh, falling in shambles from the previous uh, Destruction Night in Hiroshima. Uh, You know, Jay White still stirring the pot. Yoshihashi still caught in the middle between Okada, Jay White, and Tanahashi. Um Yoshihashi's just like
1: the prettiest girl at the ball
0: he doesn't know <laughs> what to do
1: um you know it was funny. Kevin Kelly, actually, I wanted to point this out. He had mentioned uh, on the previous night, he was saying that, you know, basically Okada needs to focus on the IWGP title and stop focusing on Yoshihashi. And yeah, he was, he,
0: like, he was like, the the briefcase is worth 100 Yoshihashis. And I was like, not a truer statement
1: has ever come out of <laughs> Kevin Kelly's
0: mouth.
1: Because <laughs> uh, what you're basically telling me is that, like, 100 Yoshihashis are not of the same value or capable of winning the IW title. I was like, yeah. That's true. That's absolutely true, Kevin Kelly. You're you're dead on with that. That's why he's gonna be named the best you know wrestling commentator for the year for me. <laughs> just with that one statement. And when we announce him, I'm gonna play that clip of him saying that. And I'm like, there that's all I need to show you folks. We don't even have to put anyone else in the categories. Yeah. It's all Kevin. But um yeah, what did you think about this match?
0: You know, it was a good match. Uh, Once again, some good storytelling with the miscommunications with Chaos. Uh, They had to call back to the spot with Yoshihashi. I forgot who he was holding, but uh, he was holding somebody. Maybe it was Tanahashi again. And Okada went for the boot, but this time it connected. Uh, And actually, it ended up where, at the end, Jay White accidentally hits Yoshihashi which allowed Juice to hit the fist and the pulp friction and get the pin. So this time it was Jay White that cost the win on Yoshihashi. And uh, Okada blames Jay White for the loss. This is good booking. This is great booking.
1: And not because of the stories, because of the outcomes.
0: Yeah. And
1: so. Yoshihashi taking the pinfalls. One, two, three. <laughs> All day. <laughs> No, but yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I am wondering. Where do you? So I mean, what do you see with chaos? Where, where do you think this is going?
0: Uh, I think eventually it's going to lead. You Think they're breaking to, up. Um. Well, I think it's going to lead to an Okada, another Okada, J White match. For me, I think
1: I think Chaos needs to change. It yeah. Needs, it needs to change in some manner. I don't think necessarily Okada needs them anymore, but Chaos needs something because. They're a mess. They've been a mess for a while. Yeah. We've been talking about this for years now. Um, You know, there was a time where it seemed like they were starting to get on the same page and kind of like recollecting and becoming, you know, a, a more, you know, close unit but not that's long gone. This is
0: not yeah. been that year. Yeah, I think there there needs to be some kind of split and reformation with, with chaos. Maybe not even. Maybe yeah. maybe it could just
1: be something else. I don't yeah, know. We'll like see. they have been around for years, man. Like year, I mean for a long, long time. Yeah. And I mean it's not like they're I mean, I don't know, the chaos like merch isn't like flying off the shelves or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like it, it's been a great vehicle for guys like Okada and Nakamura, but at this point I mean do we still need... Do, what, what what good is chaos really doing? Right. You know what I mean? Do, does New Japan need chaos at this point? Um, I'm I'm all in favor for like a more progressive move where maybe they do split up and maybe Jay does do something different and has a new group. I mean Historically speaking, that's what happens in New Japan, you know, factions yeah. break up and they become something else. Right, and some
0: or somebody else takes over the faction.
1: Yeah, so I'm ready um, for that. Yeah. And I but I'm very I, I am invested in this story. I'm invested with the, what's happening between Okada and Jay White and yeah. I'm looking forward to that when that when the time comes. Right, in the
0: uh, post match Tanahashi checks on Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi blows him off, Okada blames Jay White for the loss and, you know, the drama continues with those guys. And real quick, Destruction and Kobe. There, there is not a one-on-one match with Saber and Evil.
1: I actually have the whole card and I think we should just
0: go over it real quick after this is over. We'll yeah. just go over you know what we're looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, so next up on this card we have a the, the Never Open Way title match with the champion Hiroki Goto defending against Tai Chi. And uh, what do you think about this match, young boy? Dumpster fire.
1: Uh no, I, I don't want to say that. It was 21 minutes. It felt like it was like 35 minutes for yeah. some reason. Um, there, it did get going in certain parts, but once it started get once it started to get going with all the Lij crap that they're pulling out, uh, this just wasn't my cup of tea, man. This, it did
0: I, I, man. I was I was not a fan of this match. I I was really trying to get into it, and, you know. The new guy that I've been pushing, I was like trying to get behind it, try to get into it. You know, I, I didn't like the build, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe they'll have a decent match. But you know, I was not a fan of the match. You could tell they could have had one. Yeah. They could have had a decent match, but they mm-hmm. didn't. But they decided to go with, you know, all the interference. You know, Kanamaro was out there. Uh, Pongi 3K. Yeah, Desperado. Uh, Iska i mean all the interference you yeah. know all the smoke and mirrors all the shenanigans it was like and it was like 21 minutes of this yeah it's not like this was a short match with shenanigans it was a long match with shenanigans. there was like a lot of nothing going on in this match
1: i mean the ending was exciting but it, it, you were so over it by the time it came and it was just whatever you know what i mean yeah um you know, basically Red Shoes ends up getting ref bumped um, you know Goto had a visual pin over uh, Taichi at one point he thought he had the win which I'm not a big fan of when guys get visual pins off of moves that they would never win the match with you yeah, know what I mean yeah like if you're gonna get the visual pin do it off your, your finisher, finisher yeah um, but yeah so I mean Iska showed up distracted uh, Red Shoes once he was recovered Goto took out iska taichi low bloat goto hits the gato clutch for two super kicks uh, you know goto right after that last ride gets two and then he hit him with the air raid crash and won the title yeah. so there was literally ten minutes of this match where they didn't do anything, by the way. Yeah. Like I just wanna point that out. There was literally I was actually talking to a friend of mine, a lady friend, and she was like, I wanna see what you're watching and I was like, <laughs> No, you don't. I, I was like showing her and she was like, This is she you know, she's actually seen other wrestling that I've showed her in the past and she was like, This is nothing like what you've watched before like this is so <laughs> weird And I was like, Yeah, I know and then um she was like, I wanna see that dude. T- I, I told her, I was like, Yeah, this guy rips his pants off. She's like, I wanna see that <laughs> <laughs> but like when the match started she like wanted to keep watching it. She's like they're not doing anything. And I was like I know and she's like she's like I want to keep watching. I'm like why? They're not she, like I'm like this is not going to be the first new Japan match that I show you is Taichi and Goto like
0: no. Oh my god. She's like
1: why is this guy literally keep getting out of the ring? Why is he so scared? And I was like I don't know. That's his character. He sucks. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, but they, mean, yeah, they, did, all, all they it, didn't do anything for ten minutes. Yeah, all the Tai Chi fans rejoice; they're happy that Tai Chi is a never champ. They really did, bro. Like people are online, Lord Tai Chi, and all this yeah. stuff. But uh, but even the crowd, we mentioned like they you know for they want to see the underdog, the new champ, a new champ, and you know the fans used to chant "Go home, Tai Chi." But now half the crowd's actually chanting for Tai Chi, and it seems like there was some kind of a pop after he won because people. I guess you know, I I I was honestly expecting Goto to win this match, and
1: they did. They did what they needed to do, I guess. Like you know, we talked about how we thought they had a good match in them, but we weren't going to be surprised if they had a bad match, and this is pretty bad, man. Yeah, pretty bad. Now, um, I don't know. Like, why didn't they just do that? Like. They did the whole thing where Goto dropped the belt to Elgin and then won it right back, and then now he's dropped it to Taichi. And I'm like, why didn't they just—I I wanted them to just go with Taichi back then. Yeah. And now it seems like that whole thing was just a waste of our time and everyone's
0: time. Yeah, and and knowing how the way they booked the Never Openweight title, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a title match at you know Power Struggle, King of Pro Wrestling, and, and Goto gets it right back.
1: I wouldn't either. I would not be surprised by that at all. So, this is is this uh, Taichi's, like, first title win in New Japan?
0: Yep. His first, yeah. Singles? Yeah, first
1: singles title, I believe, yeah. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I mean, where they go from here, I don't know. I mean, they could easily... I don't know, really. Like, there haven't been any inklings yet with the backstage promos or anything like that. But uh, I'm sure on the next tour, you know, we'll probably get some sort of, like, build to something. Yeah. Something, whatever that may be. Who would you like to see challenge Taichi?
0: Uh, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, baby faces that are in the mid-card right now. Trent? Uh, yeah, Beretta could get a shot. I mean, Ishii could go back down to the never-open-weight title. Uh, oh, you know what? maybe
1: oh my god oh my god maybe we get this storyline where he just defends against you
0: the juniors yes that's yes that's the one yes. thing that's the one thing where i'm like oh that might be good yes that would be cool dude like, do uh him and kushida uh yo yeah him against yo <laughs> dragon lee I mean, there's
1: a lot of things they could do with this. Yeah. If they decide to do that. I don't know if they will, but.
0: Yeah, well, that's what he said in his promos. And we know we talked about what what happens sometimes with their backstage promos. But I I hope they do do that. Yeah. And that's the gateway for more junior versus heavy matches. So,
1: anyways, that brings us to the main event of the night: uh, Tetsuya Naito taking on Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki Goon running on a high here because you know they just picked up a singles title with uh, Taichi and Suzuki. You know, here in the you know they they got that that big win uh, with Zack Saber over Evil. So, I mean, they're they're riding high, and then you get Naito and Suzuki. You know, we've been building to this for a while, and, and now it's here: rematch from their match earlier in the year. And uh, you know, man. um I, I. What was that noise?
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> There's like crazy noises going out. There's there. some crazy. Once for over. It's not my dog. There's some crazy dogs outside. Is that a dog? Yeah. I thought it was a gunshot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't, usually I don't break out in the middle of the podcast like this, but I was like, what is that? Oh my God. Oh, uh, anyways, this, um, I, I don't know, man. I didn't love this match.
0: Yeah, dude. This match, it, it was rough, man. This match dragged, like, it was 32 minutes. It felt like it was an hour, dude. Like, this is, this is
1: very similar to the match that they had earlier in the year. Uh, that was at wrestling, Hino, Hino, Hino Kuni. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I said it at that time where I was like, they had a great build, a lot of anticipation, a lot of potential, but it was a match that was not very good With a lot of great moments. Yeah. Like, a lot of great moments that, in a vacuum, like, you could put together... You could probably put together a really good comp video and make this look legendary. Yeah. Because they had some awesome strike exchanges. They had some awesome, like, uh, moments where, like, there was a ton of um, desperation and anticipation and all that. You know, just the drama of the match. But, man, it was really drawn out. The freaking spots where, you know, Naito was in these really, really long, prolonged submission holds that didn't lead anywhere.
0: Right. It's not like he like, worked the, like he like sold the leg throughout the rest of the match, or Suzuki got the win off of it, or anything. So yeah, like, all that, all those holds, and it led to nothing. Um, I thought that the finish was really sloppy. Yes. I thought like it came out of nowhere, it was yep. sloppy. I thought there was a couple... I think there was, like, what, two Destinos in this match? I thought both of them looked really bad or just sloppy. Um, yeah, man. It didn't seem like the crowd was into this match either. Did you you notice that?
1: Yeah, they... I mean, I don't think Beppu was the greatest wrestling crowd in the world. Uh, was this the... I mean, how often do they go there? I don't think they go there that often anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the match... Maybe this... I mean, it seemed like they drew, so who knows? But yeah, man, there was a lot to criticize. I did not, I didn't like this as much as their Hino Kuni match, which I was already critical of to begin with. Yeah. So I'm, I'm disappointed. To yeah. You know, and I, a lot of times, like you know, if a match is bad, I'm like, it is what it, it is what it was. But with these two guys, level workers that they are, the potential that they have, the the kind of matches they've had in the past, I just really expected more and yeah when it ended i was glad it was over yeah and i just yeah i'd rather watch the hinokuni match like i didn't think and i didn't like that match either but that match was at least like you know watchable to a degree yeah i a lot of the people who were in favor of that match at the time where i was like no that sucked and people were like i love it i don't i'd be surprised if there's people out here like defending this match yeah i thought it was way worse yeah way worse
0: yeah, man, it was rough, and you know, I, I, and it's not, it's not even like the length, like because obviously New Japan almost has like thirty-minute main events, but when you have a thirty-minute match like this, man, it's it's hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's like you said, a lot of the, a lot of the large portions of the match. Didn't mean anything. They didn't lead to anything. The finish was very sloppy. Uh, I thought it was weird when Naito started to do the gotch pal-driver and it, like... He, Turned into a power bomb. I, th- I think he fell over. I don't yeah. know what happened there. Um,
0: I just didn't ever care. Like, everything was very lackadaisical. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing really on the line either. It's like, what are they fighting for? Like, at least last time they had the IC title, like...
1: Yeah. I I didn't like their previous match and this one's way worse to me. So, um Destruction has a very like I said they've got a uh reputation for putting on bad shows and I think I think Destruction Beboo is one of the worst shows of the year for New Japan. Yeah. As, as far as major shows go. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean uh this would be like I there's not anything on this card that I would recommend.
0: Yeah. You, you, you could totally skip this card. It's
1: not like it was totally unenjoyable, but, I mean, there's better Road 2 shows. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's my, that's my, that's our review.
0: I feel bad, dude. I feel bad. I don't think we do very many bad reviews like I know. this. Well, here's the thing, man, and we've been saying this from day one. We're out, we're going to tell the truth. We're, we're not, you know, people like to claim, you know, non-WD fans or New Japan fans will say New Japan's everything is good about New Japan, they, they do nothing wrong. But when we come on this podcast, we tell you everything they do right, and we point out the flaws. And, you know, we're not going to come out here and tell you a show is good if it's not good. If the show is not good, we're going to tell you it's not good. If a match is not good, we're going to tell you the match is and not good. The thing. I don't know where Suzuki
1: goes from here. I don't know where Naito goes from here. And I care less... Not that I'm done with them. These are two of my favorite wrestlers. But, like, I have no anticipation about what the the next step for them is. Because the next thing I I think is, like, oh, they're probably going to be in multi-man matches. And, like... Who knows what after right. that? Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Right.
0: It, I was, I was, I was going to say I want to see no more Suzuki-gun Lij, but with the whole Saber Evil thing going. This is probably well,
1: we're getting another match between them on this next.
0: Yeah, show I know show. on Kobe. Yeah, so let's let's go over that Destruction and Kobe card.
1: So the the show's going to open up with a singles match between Suji and Yumora. I have
0: rivalry a, of the year.
1: I have a feeling that we're going to get a finish on that night. You think so? That's my that's my gut feeling is that. They've been building to it, building to it. They, I think that we're getting a finish. Uh, the next match will be Shota Umino and Ren Narita taking on Roppongi 3K. That should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, look, you know, look for Roppongi 3K to pick up the easy win there. Uh, Light, but you know, Umino and Narita putting in a good showing. Next, you've got Liger and Tiger Mask taking on Kanemaru and El Desperado. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if Liger and Tiger Mask actually pick up a
0: win there. And so give them a title shot? Yeah, because we don't have any title challenges. Maybe that's why they're heating up Tiger Mask. That would make sense. You think yeah.
1: that makes sense? Yeah. So maybe that's what they're doing there. I don't yeah. know. Uh, the fourth match of the night to Gucci Japan, Togi Makabe uh hanma Ryazuki, taguchi and ayato yoshida i don't even know if you can call this taguchi japan
0: right right. it's like great bash heel with taguchi and yoshida
1: yeah taking on tenkozi yuji nagata and uh manabu nakanishi so you got the uh new japan dads that's a match i'm not really looking forward to uh but it should be fine um the fifth match of the night, Best Friends taking on Killer Elite Squad in a rematch from the past tag team match they just had. Ma- the sixth match of the night, Juice Robinson, Dave Finley, and Toa Hanari taking on Jay White, Yoshihashi, and Will Ospreay. Uh, look for more uh, furthering of the storyline of the dissension within Chaos. Yep. The seventh match of the night, we've got uh, six man tag action as L.I.J., Naito, Sonata, and Evil taking on Suzuki Goon, Minoru Suzuki, ZSJ, and Takamichinoku. Um, the eighth match of the night, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship Tournament semifinal match. Kushida and Bushi taking on the team of uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I'm sorry. What, what am I saying? I was like, what? <laughs> it's getting late in the night. I'm like, yeah. So Kushida and Bushi uh, will be wrestling in the first uh, semifinal match of the Junior Heavyweight tag, or, uh, Championship Tournament. And then, in the main event, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi defending his uh Tokyo Dome briefcase against Kazushika Okada, which should be fantastic.
0: yeah, it should be an amazing matchup
1: so this is uh this is the best looking card of the tour, yeah, so I'm excited
0: yeah it should should be, very, it, should be it should be great.
1: I think Bushi will be good. I think tanahashi and Okada will be good i'm I'm very much so looking forward to this,
0: yeah. So yeah, and this is this is Sunday guys, Destruction in Kobe on New Japan World. And uh now we're going to jump into the news.
1: Yeah, so we'll go through it very quickly here, so um, we talked a little bit about Toa Hanare. He's actually going to be re- returning to a wrestling promotion from New Zealand called SPW. Uh, he's going to be competing on one of their shows called Fight Nights. Um, he'll be wrestling a wrestler called Will Powers, and they'll be uh, showing this on Pivot Share. So if you get a chance, you may want to check out Toa Hanare on an excursion match. Um, speaking of foreign excursions, um, Harai Kawato, Kawato-san, has defeated Drone, who you may have seen during the uh, Fantasca Mania uh, tour this past year. Uh, they they wrestled in what's called a lightning match. If you're not familiar with that in CMLL, it's a 10-minute match, single, fall, which they don't do very many of those. And um, Kawado picked up his very first uh, win, singles win in CMLL, which is pretty cool. He has this new finisher. It's awesome. I don't know if you've... No, I haven't seen it. What? Yeah. Um, it's kind of... it's. Kind of hard to describe, but yeah. it, you can actually watch it. It's right on YouTube. So right, I'll if, you get look, it, okay. if you get a chance, definitely, definitely want to check that out. Other New Japan news. So um, Brian Pillman Jr., who just uh, signed a multi-year deal with MLW, which I know you're you're kind of following that promotion Yeah, a little bit more. But speaking of which, how was the uh, the
0: Wargame show? You know, honestly, it was, it was kind of underwhelming. Um I think part of it is is the production. Like I mean MLW has good production for indie, but when you're trying to film like a war games match, I really feel like you need like the WWE quality production and that wasn't there. And I don't know, there was something about it that just didn't click all the way for me. Like it was fine. I, I, I was expecting it to be better like, I thought they did a good job building both the teams and going in there I mean you had you the babyface team with the coin flip advantage at first I mean they, they eventually worked it out where the Eagles got the advantage but I don't know it was I, it was just okay for me
1: what about the match with uh, Pentagon and Phoenix? I heard, or I'm sorry, Pentagon and uh, LA Park.
0: That hasn't aired yet. Oh, they're, it hasn't. Right. this This past week, they only aired the War Games match. Took up the whole hour. Okay.
1: Yeah, I heard that 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 match is supposed to be like killer. So right, we still have that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, Brian Pillman Jr. I guess they're trying to broker a deal where he will be trained in the New Japan dojo. So I don't know. Did you? Is it the LA dojo they're trying to get him into,
0: or what I what I've been hearing is the actual New Japan dojo in Japan because they want him to have the same experience that his dad had. Um, And plus, oh, that would make sense. Plus, I think you know, training there would make him a better worker, and it would help him become a bigger star in the United States.
1: Huh. Okay. So that would be really, really cool to see him. Yeah. Man, seeing him in New Japan at some point, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Pentagon, so we've had some, we've been covering this story for a while Pentagon and Phoenix, whether or not they'll be WWE, NXT bound. The newest news is that they are currently taking bookings well into 2019 and that they have dates with major companies in 2019 so uh, for the time being it looks like they're not headed to WWE anytime
0: soon. Yeah, Court Bauer who runs MLW he tweeted out and said that Pentagon and Phoenix have several uh, 2019 dates for MLW already booked so huh. but they'll definitely be there hopefully that all in match inspired somebody to maybe bring Pentagon in New Japan 2019.
1: That would be awesome. Um, In other news, so um, Takeshi Morishima, we talked about his return to the wrestling ring. It looks like his uh, return event has been canceled. Uh, He put out, you know, in Tokyo Sports, he basically said, I'm sorry for being weak. Uh, His match was uh, canceled due to septic arthritis surgery. So uh, no word on whether or not he'll be making a return to the ring at all after this. But, uh, you know, we wish him that you know that he gets well and uh we hope to see him back if he is able to in the future um also kojima just had his 48th birthday this past week uh, jeremy you got any thoughts about that
0: happy birthday kojima glad you're back can't <laughs> wait to see some you know more great matches
1: um uh, this uh also De- the defiant wrestling company formerly known as what culture pro wrestling they released uh The match that we talked about a few weeks ago between Walter and Will Ospreay, which was the first meeting of those two guys, got lots of really great reviews. Uh, They've released it for free online, so you can watch that match. It's from their Stacked event.
0: Yes, it's called Stacked. I actually watched it this past weekend, and I thought it was a great match. I loved it.
1: Which uh, brings us into our next topic, so uh, OTT is having their fourth anniversary show, and one of the matches, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the main event, is actually going to be a return match between Will Ospreay and Walter.
0: Yes, so the, they have uh, four big matches announced. So, yes, the main event of Will Ospreay um, versus Walter. They have Suzuki against Thatcher. They have the LIJ team of Sonata, Evil, and Naito taking on Bandito, Flamita, and Shane Swerve Strickland. Wow. And also Kushida versus Ishii. Really? Yes. Bro. Bro. I'm still on this
1: Ishii as a junior kick. I'm telling you. <laughs> After that uh the Frankensteiner. Yeah, bro. That, that, that <laughs> dude can fly, bro. Like, I, dude. Ishii, best of the super juniors next year. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah, no, that's never gonna happen, but yeah, I'm all about this Ishii Junior run. He's gonna be the greatest junior champion of all time. Yeah. Um also, speaking of Walter, so the oh, by the way, before we move on. What's up with OTT having banger after banger, like, event? Like, it seems like every month now we're getting, like, Global Wars and War of the Worlds, like, level, like, shows out of these guys. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, part of it, which I mentioned to you, I think a lot of it is, like, they can't use all of the UK guys that they're normally used to using. Also, also they still have, like, Osprey and Walter, and there are some UK guys they can use. But, you know, with NXT UK, a lot of the WWE WWE sign up some of those guys and they can't use. So, like, you know what? We're just going to bring in New Japan guys. We're going to bring in guys, you know, outside of our company and have these awesome shows. Okay. That's that's my theory.
1: <laughs> no, 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 that's absolutely yeah. that's probably absolutely right. But um yeah, I mean they they're just killing it, dude, like every all the time. So um that being said, um there the newest news concerning Walter is that W there's feelers from WWE. They're reaching out to him again. So yeah, I mean, I who knows how much longer we have Walter on? I know that he's, you know, turned them down in the past, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, they really really
0: really want to get this guy, so We'll see what happens. We'll
1: see. Um, Speaking of uh, interest from WWE when it comes to outside uh, wrestlers, there are recent reports that both New Japan as well as WWE have interest and um, are actively reaching out to Killer Cross of Impact fame. Who I'm not too familiar with him But uh, you said you'd heard a little bit more about him Right?
0: Yeah, I've been hearing about him a lot Lately, Uh, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff He's in a stable right now With the Impact champ, Austin Aries And Moose, Um, he's kind of Like the muscle for Austin Aries, Uh, I've seen a few of his promos They've been good, I haven't seen a full Match of his yet, but Yeah, apparently he's been killing It there, and um, I've been hearing good things about him from, you know, top People
1: Okay, cool. So um, kind of moving on here in the news. So we've got quite a bit, man. Um, we should probably talk a little bit about Kid Yamamoto passing this past uh, – was that today?
0: Uh, I believe it was either today or yesterday.
1: Yeah, so um, when this week started, I like when we were doing the the news, I was kind of like – Relieved a little bit because I was like, man, we're not going to have to talk about any, uh, you know, passing of any, you know, wrestling legends. And, you know, we were kind of fortunate because it seemed like week after week after week, that's all, you know, we just kept covering that sort of thing. And then, um, yeah, the unfortunate news came out this past, you know, earlier today that, you know, Norifumi Kid Yamamoto has passed away due to his battle with stomach cancer, which is a shock. It's a shock because. We literally just found out about this struggle that he was going through last month, man. Yeah. Last month. Now, I know that we're a wrestling podcast and we covered, you know, New Japan. But um, being just, you know, like I am an old school MMA fan and I, I still follow the sport extensively. And I mean, I watched Kid Yamamoto since, you know, his K1 like days since his Shudo days, his time in Heroes. And, um, this is a, this is a tough one, dude. This is a really, this is a hard one to take, especially considering how young Kid Yamamoto was. I mean, um, boy, he's 41, dude. That's, uh, that's me in 11 years. Yeah. Like that's awful. That's yeah. awful, awful, awful. Um, you know, Kid Yamamoto is one of the biggest stars that Japanese MMA has ever had. um. You know, you have to put him up there in the same, like, discussion as Takata, you know, your, you know, Yoshida's, you know, your Ogawa's, and, you know, he's just a a notch beneath Sakuraba. I mean, he was a national hero. Like, this was was a guy who, in, in his prime, was one of the greatest athletes that I've ever seen fight. Um, you know, a guy who walked around in the one forties competing in the 155 division, taking on guys that were cutting weight to, you know, so these are guys that pretty much outsized some, you know, 20 or 30 pounds and he was destroying them. And in his prime, he's one of the greatest lightweights I've ever seen. I mean, you know, you look at his list of guys he beat, I mean, Hoyler, Gracie, Kyle Uno, Genki Sudo, Miata, freaking, uh, Bibiano Fernandez. I mean, he was destroying dudes when, you know, all like it's it's just crazy. It's it's crazy to see this happen. Um you know, the the second half of his career when he came to uh to the UFC. Um obviously by that point he was coming back from injuries and it wasn't the same guy. I do remember the first time I saw him fight in the UFC and he was taking on Demetrius uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson, who I was not familiar with. And I was like, kid's going to run through Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Little did I know, like, he's fighting one of the fastest and most gifted fighters. That, But, like, in their prime, that probably would have been incredible. Yeah. Like, as, as fast as Mighty Mouse is, I would say kid's, like, one of the only guys I've ever seen that's, that was in his prime as fast as him. So, um, it's sad, man. It's, it's really – I do remember the – I remember when Joe Warren beat him. And just being like totally shook by that because I this was a guy that I didn't see losing like that. But um yeah, it's 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 awful, man. It's awful. And I mean, obviously there's a difference between MMA and, and you know, wrestling, but if you do your research and you do your homework, you'll realize how interwoven Japanese MMA and, and Pura Rezu really, really are at the heart of it. So I mean, this is a this is a really tough loss. There's not a lot that we know about. I know that he was getting treatment in. Uh, I'm trying to remember where they had him. He was getting treatment, but um, we don't know too much. But it's it's a big loss.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm not. Uh, I mean, I watch MMA, but I don't know as much as MMA as you do or the history as with, with Japan. I I don't really know much about Kid Yaram- Yamamoto, but I mean, it's always sad somebody that young, you know, falling to cancer. So
1: yeah it, it it's terrible it's ter- his whole family their wrestling royalty i mean um they're very very famous family for their wrestling um you know acumen his dad his sisters and uh all that like it's it's very very he's a he's a legend i mean this would be In in America, it would be the equivalent of, like, maybe a Chuck Liddell or someone like that passing away suddenly from, like, stomach cancer. And that would be, like, a shock. That's kind of what this is. So um, our thoughts and wishes go out to the Yamamoto family. And, uh, yeah, it's just terrible. It's terrible to hear that, man. Terrible. Um, But we will move on. So a couple different things here. So... We talked about the, the different things that were going on with Cody and yeah. um, the Bullet Club trying to, like, like the OG Bullet Club trying to uh, recruit m- new members. And uh, it looks like th- this whole thing has kind of continued between Cody
0: and Tama, uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I know they had been going, I think there were some more tweets going back and forth. And um, we had mentioned some of them last week. So the one thing I got to ask you with this is this like obviously it seems like they're working
1: to something. Do you think that they're working to some sort of match between Cody and Tama? Is that something we even
0: want? Uh, honestly I don't <laughs> think I I want any Tama Tonga one-on-one match. Uh, am I wrong in thinking that that's what's happening or or I mean it's a it's a possibility perhaps there's an NWA World Title match with Cody and Tama Tonga. Huh.
1: Uh, well, uh, we've got other, uh, new Japan news. So, um, the free match of the week, Kenny Omega taking on juice Robinson from last year's destruction tour for the U S title is the free match of the week, which is a great match by the way. So if you get a chance, you definitely want to check that out. Um, Bad Luck Follet was interviewed this past week about the Bullet Club, about Kenny's, um, you know, role as being the leader and the history of that faction. So if you get a chance you might want, definitely want to check that out. He had some very interesting takes. It seemed like he kind of took uh, did that interview a little bit out of character, so it was a bit of a shoot. Um, Josh Barnett, who is a former, well, <laughs> not former, he's, he still is the, one of the commentators, uh, for the uh, access show for New Japan Pro Wrestling and a yeah. former New Japan Pro wrestler, MMA legend, um, he has actually made uh, comments and statements that he'll be returning to MMA starting in 2019. So hmm. um, he's no long he was cut from the UFC. So we may be seeing him. Who knows? Maybe in Japan, Bellator. probably Bellator. That's where I was thinking. Yeah. So um, I don't know with that it could be something where we see him wrestle again as well. So, yeah. you know, we'll keep our eyes and ears uh, for that. Um, speaking of guys wrestling outside of their promotions, Kenny Omega was announced today to wrestle for the Northeast wrestling promotion. And on November 9th, which is like kind of crazy. Like how does NEW keep getting all these big stars to come? Wrestle? Yeah,
0: no idea. It's going to be at the mid Hudson civic center, go to Northeast wrestling.com, get your tickets, find out more about that event. Not sure who Kenny will be wrestling there yet. got some deep, deep pockets, man. I don't know.
1: Um, Also, so let's talk about Fighting Spirit. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about Fighting Spirit Unleashed to close the show. Um, Let's talk about the Neville Indie rumors. So, um, you know, we know that Neville has supposedly been released from his contract with uh, WWE. Different guys have been, uh, you know, talking about getting him to work for them and things of that nature. But the most recent, like, news is that, like... Indy promoters keep reaching out to him and he keeps telling them that he can't take dates. Hmm. Now there's speculation that maybe it's due to some sort of non compete that was that the public doesn't isn't aware of. Or he signed somewhere and he can't work.
0: What do you think? I know. I mean usually when wrestlers tell promoters they can't work, it's usually they're going to WWE. So and there was that whole sighting of him in Pittsburgh. So maybe he's going back to WWE or maybe he's already signed a contract somewhere else and we don't know about it. And he's waiting to make his debut. So so we will keep our eyes and ears
1: peeled when it comes to that as well. Um, LIJ just uh, came out with a new jacket. It's exclusive. You can uh, actually order it on the um, on uh, pro wrestling com. So if you're a big LIJ fan, you want to get that new jacket. It's pretty cool. Um Brian uh, Daniel Bryan, who obviously is re-signed with WWE and will not be coming to the Indies or internationally anytime soon, um, was recently interviewed and he was talking about Omega, the Bucks, and Cody, and he said that they're essentially this generation's uh, four horsemen.
0: Yeah, put the mower big in that interview.
1: Yeah, so I was like, I was like, well, which ones aren't? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, so. Um, we talked about the never title obviously Chi just won it but um, I don't know if you saw it during one of the house shows that was untelevised apparently like some of the brackets like broke off of it um, I heard like Chi was throwing the belt around so I don't know yeah. if, I don't know did you see if that got repaired or not yeah I haven't heard anything about the repair I just heard about it being broken broken like okada (laughs) (laughs) Um, newsweek uh, did an article this past week about new japan pro wrestling and ring of honor selling out uh, madison square garden and what the future holds for them so if you get a chance definitely want to check that out Um, also cody was on the ross report this past week Um, he talked about you know winning the nwa title what that means for his role in wrestling um, what he would do differently going forward if he uh, if they do all in two, which it sounds like they have some preliminary plans to do so. Yeah. Um, speaking of Cody, it looks like he's uh, already announced a few title defenses, and we have news on the 70th
0: anniversary as well. Yeah. So Cody, he was at a championship wrestling from Hollywood over the weekend at their TV tapings. And he announced that he will be defending the NWA world title during death before this honor weekend against Willie Mack. So that will be his first title defense. And then if he is successful, which I'm sure he will be. He'll move on to the 70th anniversary show October 21st at the Nashville uh, Fairgrounds to take on uh, Nick Aldous in the big rematch. Huh. So tickets went on sale for that show uh, last Friday. Uh, so I believe tickets are still available. And this is at the Asylum, which was the old uh, TNA um, location on the used to film at. Um, and- Yo, tell me if I'm wrong here. You used to buy those pay views I bought I bought one of them. <laughs> one of the the Wednesday night uh pay per views. <laughs> Um, and then I would find other stuff on YouTube until they got onto uh, Fox <laughs> Sports Net. That's awesome! You bought, <laughs> you literally bought I, Jeff Jarrett for me. I bought one of those nine ninety nine <laughs> Wednesday pay per views. Yeah. Oh my
1: god! Um, so there was a couple really big shows that uh, occurred this past weekend. If you haven't watched them and you plan to see them, you know this is your spoiler alert, alert w- warning. You might want to skip forward a couple minutes. But um, the CMLL eighty uh, fifth anniversary show took place uh, in Arena Mexico this past week. Weekend. Uh, The main event saw the team of Rouge and uh, Barbero Cavernario defeat the team of um, Matt Taven and uh, Volador Jr in a uh, double lucha de espoetes match. So um, I haven't read too much on it, but I'm assuming uh, that means Volador and Matt Taven are shaved. Yeah. So uh, hair versus hair match. So the, yeah, that's what happened there. I, I haven't read too many of the reports on, on that show, but I'm assuming uh, it's going to be airing very shortly and we'll be able to well, watch it. Well, it's already on Honor Club. Yeah, so if you have an Honor Club, you can watch it. So maybe we should check that out. Um, also, uh, PWG Bola occurred this past week, which looked Insane, yeah. Um, anything that obviously we want to talk about the winner there, but uh, you know you have the notes there, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know great tournament matches. Um, I won't go through all those, but I need, there was a PWG tag title match on night uh, night three with the Rascals, Desmond Xavier, and Zachary Wentz and defeating the Lucha Brothers. I heard that was amazing. Um, obviously, the finals of the tournament. Came down to a triple threat between Jeff Cobb Bandito and Shingo Tagaki. Um, and Jeff Cobb ends up getting the win here and is your PWG Bola 2018 winner.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So. Um, congratulations to Jeff Cobb Hopefully we see him in the uh, New Japan ring soon Obviously he recently signed to Ring of Honor So uh, that's nothing but good For Ring of Honor Nothing but good for New Japan and, and indie wrestling overall So that's yeah. that's a great call I mean um, I know Shout out to uh, uh Chris Bryan and And
0: Jeremy Tate. They were at BOLA. I believe they were there all three nights. Yeah, so
1: if you want to get great coverage of that, you definitely check out Grown Men. Watch this This shit. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have a a very spirited show discussing uh, their time, uh, you know,
0: in, where is it? It's in Reseda? Yeah, I, well, it's, it's at the new the new location. Is that
1: they were in Cali? They were yeah. somewhere out there. They're at the Globe Theater, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, um, New Japan actually has um, been upping some of their uh, you know content for the online website and as as well as the uh, U.S. Um, YouTube channel. Um, California Dreamin' the uh, documentary that they're doing about Shibata Part Two just recently came out, so we haven't had a chance. Highly recommend it. You definitely want to check that out. Um also they have this new show called The Wire.
0: Yeah, so they announced on their Twitter they were like we're pleased to announce a new series from NJPW Global called The Wire. We keep you up to date with all the latest news coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Don't miss a single video by subscribing to our YouTube channel. So yep, that's the uh the English YouTube channel. And they have a couple videos up there under the wire, and it's I guess like kind of news updates on some of the latest matches and they've been putting a lot more English content on their YouTube. They have some countdown series and
1: yeah, they finally started doing countdowns after like four years here in the U S so
0: that's cool. Um, and they're asking, you know, what other English content we want to see on their channel. Yes.
1: On the new Japan global, uh, Twitter. So if you, if there's certain types of, like, if you like you know countdown videos, or there's things you want to see. Hit them up, and I'm sure they're all ears. Hit you know? them
0: up and tell them you want keeping it strong style. Yes, on their channel. Absolutely. Oh my god. The premier English-speaking New Japan podcast.
1: We are the premier New Japan podcast in the world. Like I don't. know. We
0: are the ace. We're the ace of podcasts, baby. I know there's some other podcasts so you think they're that they're number one. Ah, ah.
1: Um, so Tanahashi uh, was in the uh, news recently this past week and he had some disparaging comments about Kenny Omega um, basically kind of talking about Kenny's matches and match quality and saying that it's the equivalent to like a movie with no like heart or soul basically yeah it's like like,
0: he's like only the last like five minutes matter
1: sort of like an action movie is what it kind of sounded like to me Uh, what, what did you think about that
0: you know, it's just, I think it's fuel to the fire for this Omega Tanahashi match. They're making it real personal. I mean, the overarching theme for this rivalry has been the two clashing styles and, um, I guess, um, theologies. I don't know a better word or like uh, mindsets, philosophies of wrestling. Obviously, they both have kind of different styles and mindsets on what wrestling should be. And so it's a kind of a clash of those. Uh, philosophies here, and I think we're going to see more of those types of interviews, more shots at each other, uh, building into January fourth. Huh?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris Charlton for uh, posting those translations on uh, his Twitter handle at ReasonJP. JP. Um, speaking of Kenny Omega, I wanted to basically throw this out there. So, I saw recently that there, there's an official. Um, MMA record for Kenny Omega having amateur uh, MMA fights and I tried like very desperately to verify if any of this information is accurate or not If
0: anybody... And I really couldn't tell. Like, it seems legit. Did you know that Kenny Omega... No. You mentioned this to me before recording. and I had no idea about it. So, I've
1: I've read that he, like, had some, like, experience with, like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and things like that. But um, if you're a listener and you know anything about Kenny Omega having an MMA record or having amateur fights or professional fights, um, let us know. Because I've been trying to do some digging and, I mean... It would make sense that, like, having regional fights in the mid-2000s in, like, Canada might not be the most, like, record-kept. I mean, there's no photos, so no. I, don't, I don't know. But, like,
0: yeah, someone posted this. it on- didn't happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. But someone posted that, like, Kenny Omega, like, had fights. And I'm like, What? Like he was really V triggering, dude. Yeah, the cage. That, that, like,
0: he perfected the technique of the V trigger. <laughs>
1: um, so we we've got a few. Um, we're gonna close the show here. We got uh, three big shows coming up here in the near future. So we'll start with the Repro. Um, the, the Global Wars UK uh, dates and uh, matches have been announced. Um, also, speaking of which, Repro has a television deal that they just inked with a company, or with a television uh, channel, Free Sports, who, they were the ones who were actually showing that wrestling company what was it called, Five
0: uh, Five Star Wrestling, I believe it yeah, was, something so they, like that. Yeah, they're taking their spot
1: basically, so um, and I just heard about that today, like I didn't realize that they were kind of making that move, so um, that's very, very, very exciting. I uh, I know like our friends like Ricky and Clive out out in the UK. They probably know a little bit more about free sports than we do. But yeah, you know th- things are heating up in the UK. Yeah. Also, it seems like World of Sport might be getting canceled. I don't know. I'm hearing some pretty bad stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, back to this, uh, the New Japan Rev Pro Global Wars. We got Naito against Chris Brooks the British Heavyweight Championship match between Suzuki and Ishii, the British Cruiserweight Championship match between David Starr and Kushida, Hiroki Goto against Zack Sabre Jr., and Evil and Sonata against Walter and Timothy Th- Thatcher, L.I.J. versus Ringkopf.
1: And, and when is Global Wars?
0: Um, October 14th.
1: Wow, pretty soon. Um, yo, uh, Ringkopf taking on L.I.J. sounds awesome. Yeah, sounds amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome So we've got that coming up um, Also, the Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor Is what, is that like this weekend?
0: No, it's uh, September 28th and twenty. The pay-per-view is on the 28th The Friday and the TV tapings are the 29th So in two weeks Yes, yeah, so for the, uh, the pay-per-view What we have so far The main event is Bullet Club Which is, or well, Bullet Club Elite Cody, Skrull Hangman Page and the Young Bucks taking on Chaos, Okada, Chucky T, Beretta, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii. We have the Briscoes defending against um, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. The Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. We have the TV title match is uh, Chris Sabin taking on Punishment Martinez. We have um, Kenny King will be taking on uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Sumi Sakai will be defending the Woman of Honor Championship against uh, Tennille Dashwood and then we have a Ring of Honor World Championship match Jay Lethal defending against Will Ospreay
1: so that I'm looking forward to that it Looks, I've, especially that Jay Lethal versus Will Ospreay match that should be awesome
0: yeah this should be a, actually a really great pay per view
1: and then um, we have uh, the latest news uh, about Fighting Spirit Unleashed um some good news, some bad news, and we're going to close the show with this. So, um, we did have a report that uh, they made the announcement that two new young lines will be making their debut uh, at the Fighting Spirit Unleashed uh, show. It's going to be take their their debuts. They're coming out of the LA dojo. They haven't announced who they are. Um, I know they have several different young lines, and so maybe they're just uh, trying to decide on who it will be. But they haven't made any announcements. It will be taking place on a dark match, so it will not air. Um, but that's exciting that they're, you know, starting to roll out some of those guys from the LA dojo. Yeah,
0: probably some of the guys that were in that California dreaming. Probably, yes. Um,
1: as well, we have the, um, first news about the Unleashed tickets, uh, via the Wrestling
0: Observer, uh, newsletter. Yeah, so we're two weeks away from the show, and... There have been about 2,400 tickets sold. Oh, my God. So we're coming off of, you know, at first they would announce the show and, you know, 4,000 tickets or 5,000, whatever it is, would sell out immediately. And now they're like, what, about halfway to what they did last time and we're two weeks away.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way to look at I mean, they're still going to make money and all that, but there's no way to look at this as anything but... Probably disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we gotta bite as New Japan fans we gotta bite the bullet on this one and say, like, hey, they might wanna re examine the way that they're marketing and expanding and, and running these shows because you run the. I don't know. I just think like maybe you run this with a different card, or right. you Run this in a different market.
0: And yeah, I mean, as of right now, the only matches announced are Juice vs. Cody for the U.S. title, and no one's um, even
1: talking about this show really too right. much. It's not like they're building,
0: a, you know, a lot of stuff on the, uh, you know, destruction tour to lead up to it or anything. Right. Like yeah. So there's Juice vs. Cody for the U.S. title, Young Bucks vs. G.O.D. for the tag titles, and Will Ospreay vs. Marty Skrill in the uh, semi-final of the junior title tournament.
1: So, uh, yep, yeah, so that's Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Uh, the, the last bit of news, and it's good news. So we had heard that Access was going to be airing this on tape delay a week later, and we were like, how is that possible, and why would we as American fans want to watch this show on tape delay when it's airing, you know, it's taking place at a time when we're going to be able to be, you know... Watch it live. Right. Well, uh, the the news broke out just recently that Fighting Spirit Unleashed will be airing live for New Japan World subscribers. So if you are a New Japan Pro Wrestling World subscriber and you have that service, you will be able to watch this for free live. And then if you are, you know, if you're not and you want to watch it on access, you can watch it a week later. And again, that will be commentated by Kevin Kelly as well as uh, good old JR. So
0: yeah. Yeah, so make sure you check that out on New Japan World. Next week we'll be back with our review of destruction in Kobe. And of course we'll have all the latest news for you. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Jeremy L Donovan. The show is at KI Strong Style. Social Suplex is at Social Suplex. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash social suplex. You can join us in our uh, Facebook group, the Wrestling Squared Circle, Facebook.com slash group slash Wrestling Squared Circle. On Reddit, I am the pro black guy, Josh is keeping it strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at SocialSuplex.com, if you have questions or you want to uh, write for Social Suplex. Make sure you check out all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show from Scotland, The Outsider's Edge, featuring Rance, Carl, and Kyle, and our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling. Grown men watch this shit, hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryant. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang!